Hello and welcome to your favourite uh, Paranoid Podcast with your two favourite Paranoid uh, Podcast hosts. That was kind of a... That's it. That that's was it. kind of a... We should have harmonised. Hello. 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 Yeah, we got it in. We got it in. Yeah, well, it's episode 36 of uh, the Parapod. It is. Interesting tidbit about 36. It's uh, It's actually the number of the devil. Is it? Three sixes. Six sixes. Three sixes. Six six six. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this oh, is yeah, weren't the minds mad about that? So Wasn't the mind calendar in like thirty six hours or something? Thirty six years. Twenty twelve, you know. Yeah, something about, that. something about that. Something about numbers. Yeah, fucking numerology. Numbers are wild. Numbers are. We've talked about numbers extensively on this podcast before. Like just the fact that like there was no number. There was no. There was no like unit of none before. Yeah, and someone discovered it. Yeah, the Arabs, I think. That's They're like yeah. There was. It was like I think it was like the the Muslims or something. Yeah, yeah, the Muslims. Yeah, Muslims. <laughs> I, kind of, I don't know what they're called. Are they just like why are they called the the what are they called? The, the Mongol. No, the Muslims or what are the, what are the, the Muslims? No, no, no. But like the, it is the Muslims. But like mm. what? There's like a an the, old term for there's what? like an O or something in it. Oh, yeah, I think it was just different ter- Muslim is also a different term from Muslim, I think. Yeah. But back, yeah, it was the Muslims. Back in the day. They came up with, yeah, the Muslim invented Empire. the number zero. Or why hasn't someone invented, like, a different number since then? You know? Like, like what? Exactly. <laughs> 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 what? You know, like, like say, before they, they, before they came up with the number zero, mm-hmm. Someone probably sat around and was like, here, lads, why don't we invent a new number? And everyone's like, what What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what was zero? And they're like, whoa, hold the phone. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. This is going to change the game. You know, someone, <laughs> someone has to do that for like a new number. And everyone would be like, that makes perfect sense. Mm. But we can't see it at, at the moment. <laughs> it's an invisible number. They already have invisible numbers, I suppose, don't they? There's always invisible numbers. Yeah. Isn't that the whole it, point? In maths. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, numbers are invisible. Unless you can see them, like your hands. Yeah, because units make sense. Yeah, units. Like I can, f- you can measure a unit. Yeah, like you know the way everything's like, like decimalized, and like Western I think mathematics. It's like uh, some some infinities are bigger than others. Mark, I think it's the term. Is that John Green? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it, but yeah, another way like Western, we ha- like everything is like decimalized because apparently it's like you have we have ten fingers, you yeah. have ten toes, but like. Like, why did the Mayans... The Mayans counted in six. They had units of six. What mm. was that about? Did they have six fingers? Or, like, what? Six limbs? Why did they choose six? six limbs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Something about the sun, probably, or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. It always relates back to the sun. Something to do with that, that thing, you know? The sun's mad, isn't it? The sun is mad. You know? It's like this big ball of fire blasting rocks with radiation. Suddenly, the rocks start, you know, hallucinating that they're alive and stuff. Yeah, I know. It's like, what's that but about? Like, even, like... Like, <laughs> even in terms of, like, chemicals or, like, fucking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, What's the period table mean? Elements. Elements. Like, all that shit, right? Uh, like, that's just, ri- like, rocks smashing into earth. And then all of a sudden there's these, chem- these uh, fucking, what are they called? Elements. Elements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> everywhere. I was going to say chemicals, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, where the fuck did oxygen come from? You know what I mean? What's like, that about, you know? Yeah, what's the deal with oxygen? <laughs> <laughs> which only, which only like leads me to uh, to now think about like that. There's like planets that have like elements on them that we know nothing about. Is that true? There's definitely yeah. They're always discovering elements. Are they? 
Yeah, man, they're always doing that. There's always like like ones in between. Like you know the way that mm. like you like the chemical table and there's all this random shit at the bottom <laughs> because that's all the <laughs> because they're just making that up. They're just like, making it up as they it's go. It's like yeah, because like when they made the periodic table, I don't like there's like there's shit down at the bottom that like <laughs> like doesn't make any. It's not even attached. I don't even think. Ah, like the extra ones. Yeah, the extra ones because yeah. they they discovered the, the DLC or back. Yeah, yeah. So I there's definitely like some fucking element out there, like fucking that we know nothing about, and it's like this will solve all of your problems. <laughs> Unobtainium, yeah. Yeah, like you have like one molecule of this, and it's like eternal energy or something like that. Or you eat this molecule, and you never have to. Your <laughs> like your body can run off for the rest of your life. Or Jesus, something like that. yeah, that'd be intense. Out there somewhere, you know. Aliens. Aliens, bro. Aliens. Always comes back to aliens. At the end of the day, it does. Yeah, what are you been up to this week? I've been watching a lot of TikToks, to be honest. A lot of TikToks, really? Just because of, only because of our conversation that we just had. I'm going to go into VR now, right? Okay. <laughs> um, I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, like, TikTok of him, like, talking about, like, you know, that, that they're, like, we are, like, 100%, like, the mathematic like likelihood of us being in a... Um, in a fucking virtual reality is like really really probable yeah but I like think I read that. the uh but the thing is right is that like the theory is something like like the idea like one universe like one civilization gets so advanced that they create virtual reality and they make it so complex that like the next like in the virtual reality they don't even know but like the whole idea is that like if that's been happening over and over again and you threw a dart at it more than likely you're gonna hit on one that's not the real one because it's like one in a million or whatever, right? Yeah. But the actuality is that, like, as far as we know, like, the mo- we are either the first or the last. We're either the first civilization that is getting to the point that you make uh, virtual reality. Virtual reality, because we have we don't have that yet. Mm. So we're either the last one, like the like we're the the most virtual virtual reality, mm. or the the first civilization that's going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just so don't, like I don't get how they. So come it's like fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. So it's basically yeah. like. So he's like either this is true or it's not. Oh, yeah, it's, it's literally true or not. Like, and there's nothing to worry that's about a, then. That's, yeah, that's a lot of bollocks. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, how did he come up with that probability? Like, is he just saying? No, because that's the idea. The whole point is like because we, we don't have virtual reality that complex yet. So the point is is that once you get to that stage that like that you know that it's possible and you know because we don't know if it's actually possible to do that yet mm. but like once you get to that stage then you're like oh shit we could be at any point on the on the timeline but because we're not there yet we don't we are either the first one or the last one in in this like chain yeah but i don't like how how is this simulated yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, there's loads of things about this that doesn't make any sense. But, like, that's... Yeah. Like, but that point is, like, oh, yeah, where did the first one or the last one? So it's not actually one in a million. It's actually 50-50. 50-50. Yeah, which I like my odds, then. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Sure, it isn't everything 50-50. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's mad. Is he on TikTok, mad. yeah? Man, he's mad on TikTok. Yeah. Just kidding you with really interesting facts. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, I'm on TikTok now, but I don't... Uh, I don't get it, What you TikTok know? are you in? Um, what realm of the, of the TikTok? I'm just on TikTok where, like... Every time I scroll, it's just like a live stream of like some ten year old girl. Yeah, man, on the I get them sometimes. Isabel gets really creepy ones. Isabel gets some dude in a fucking mask just staring at the camera. And I, really I wish I got them. I wish I got those <laughs> ones. Yeah. I feel like I'm like committing a crime every time I go on TikTok. You know, <laughs> it's weird. You know, but like some of them are funny. But, like, not the live streams. Not the live streams. <laughs> no, but like, just stuff you see, like Irish ones. You know, that's so relatable. You know, talking about cans or. Lockdown yeah. stuff like that, you know. Oh, I get it, so quirky. You know, but like, cause like TikTok skews so young that like, 
it's pretty more our sense of humor so it makes mm. more sense but it's like our version of what you'd see on facebook about like you know like fucking minion memes <laughs> we're yeah. like oh what about the lockdown and it's like everyone starts laughing and stuff it's just like stupid stuff yeah, it's just it silly is things silly silly memes silly memes very yeah. very silly memes yeah tiktok don't know don't know don't know about it you're not a fan <laughs> I, don't, I just don't get it too what, old what you been doing anyway I haven't been doing much to be honest. Watch any movies? I watched a few movies. I did watch a few movies. I watched the, uh, I watched the game. The game with David Michael Fincher. Douglas. Yep. David Fincher directs. Uh, this is just after Seven, nineteen ninety nine. The big follow up movie. Yeah, big follow up. Uh, like sort of Bond, kind of. And it's like one of his lesser kind of uh, appreciated films. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even watch it to the end. I I got to like, <laughs> <laughs> I I had like half an hour to go, but like it was only because I had to leave. Um, but it's actually good it's good you know Cause it's all about this guy and have you seen it yeah? yeah yeah I've seen it it's all about this guy like this businessman this investment banker and he's mad rich and stuff his life's all fucked up and he's divorced and stuff and uh, he's scarred by the trauma of his father committing suicide on his 40, 48th birthday mm. back in the day and this takes, takes place on his 48th birthday his brother comes up and his brother is Sean Penn and he's like you gotta chill out bro uh, here's a here's a gift card and he gives him a gift card for this company called consumer recreation services i think mm. crs and he goes to crs and he's like uh like what's all this about and he's all stuck up and you know he's like he just hates the world and uh, he's asked to fill out like per- like basically personality quizzes and like he does a physical and all this stuff so mm. they collect his like biometric data and like basically take a mold of his of his personality of his brain and uh, i can see where you're going with this <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and uh that's basically what they do and he's like, oh, it's a load of bollocks. But he's gone along with it because his life is just fucked up. And uh, he gets a call a few days later, and they're like, "Yeah, sorry, Michael Douglas, uh, we're gonna we have actually rejected your application for CRS. Uh, the game is now over, or something like that." And he's like, "What? It's like, what the fuck?" But it turns out the game has only just begun, mm. and everything around him starts to sort of fall apart. Get all weird. Gets all weird. Like it's basically like living in the head of someone with like schizophrenia. There's, like, coincidences and stuff. And, like, you know, people seem to, like... People look at him and stuff from the mm. background. He's he always seems, he's like, the main character, basically. And he, he starts getting it's more... It's like the Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. And he gets more and more paranoid. And he feels like he's at risk and his business is at, is at risk. And uh, all these weird coincidences and stuff. And uh, it's basically just about how he's being surveilled at all, at mm. all times. And his, uh, his own information is being used against him. Basically, they've gotten inside his head... And uh, he's now, like, the ultimate subject of ideology, <laughs> you know? But that's... The, the thing is, I didn't see the end, but I have an idea what happens at the end. Because I watched some... Uh, uh, did you watch the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix? No. There's a there's an episode... I love the old Unsolved Mystery with Robert Stack. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm. It's, like, it's so vibey. And it's this amazing, like, intro, like mm. intro music. This has nothing to do with, the, with the, <laughs> the game, but, like, it's an amazing show. And they, they rebooted it for Netflix... Uh, Unsolved Mysteries, and now it's like a, like a Netflix kind of premium kind of mm-hmm. thing. No presenter, but it has, still has the theme music. So. Is it good? It is. It's pretty good. There's not a lot of cases. Like, the old episodes used to have, like, five or six cases an episode. Uh, the new episodes, like, the, the reboot only has one one case per episode. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. But one of the episodes in the reboot is about a guy who was, uh, who basically, uh, he died under mysterious circumstances, and he disappeared. He disappeared at f- first. And then they found him in like a, an office block, like this abandoned sort of porta cabin above, 
above like a building mm. and uh, it was below like a skyscraper. So they're like, oh, you must have committed suicide. must have jumped off the building. Um, but like there's this whole thing about like the roof of the porter cabin was so far away from the uh, the skyscraper that people were saying it must have been you must have been dropped by a helicopter. And it's like all this weird, weird kind of stuff. But uh, he left like a note behind uh, behind his computer uh, before he died. Mm -hmm. And they found it. And they uh, I don't think they even showed it on the episode, but I was looking into it later. And he was he basically put the he mentioned the game in these notes and talked about how he's like he ba basically quoted parts of the game, parts that I didn't see of the of, of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there there is a scene in the movie where apparently he jumps off a skyscraper to like end the game. So the theory is that this guy, this actual guy, uh, thought he was in the game and he was like acting strangely before he died and stuff like that. So people were thinking he'd had some sort of psychotic break and he thought everyone was like you know against him yeah had schizophrenia which is a very or... real kind of thing yeah but it's like you know obviously there are like pathological reasons that that would happen like maybe you have a mental illness or whatever but at the same time you know everyone kind of everyone kind of gets that vibe you know mm. like everyone's constantly under surveillance you always feel yeah. like uh you know main character syndrome everyone's like ah these people are against me or something like that especially on your phone man <laughs> yeah exactly yeah because because there's parts in the f in in the film michael Douglas is like like, how could they possibly, like, his, his pen burst at one point? Just these small, like, coincidences that you're like, how could this, like, only one person, only, only one organization could have done this uh, if it's intentional, but how could they have done it? Mm. And the same thing where, like, you know, you talk about, you know, shoes, in, in, you know, with someone in your, in a, in a fucking, uh, in your house, and then you look on your phone and, like, you have an ad for shoes straight away. It's like, obviously you know how they did it, but yeah. it's like unthinkable that they actually have that technology and that they're actually doing it, mm. even yeah, though it's yeah. perfectly legal and stuff. And it's all in the agreements. You know, it's, it's just, it's just how we live these days, you know, the whole, uh, the game, we're all in the game. Yeah. Even even when you, even like, as you were saying, just there, like they have your biometrics and like your yeah. personality tests, like that is literally what we're living with. Yeah. <laughs> Buzzfeed quizzes are like the end of Western civilization, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's we just handed it all away you should have known what minion you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah like, what do i need to know what mario character <laughs> i am yeah now they control your life yeah that's 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 basically what happened to michael douglas too many buzzfeed quizzes and he just <laughs> his entire life was ruined uh, yeah it's, it was really it's a good movie i'll definitely have to finish it <laughs> so. it is pretty good but like it's pretty long as well i remember it's in two hours yeah man it doesn't need to be two hours though does it i was watching no. at 1.5 so I mean that's the new way. That's the new. <laughs> that's the that's the future right there. <laughs> <laughs> Every movie at one point two, one point two five speed. Exactly. Yeah. At the least. At least. Yeah. <laughs> like it's no more that like uh, you know that like they re-release like uh, the fucking like thirty five millimeter like versions or yeah, whatever. Yeah, just release like uh, double speed. <laughs> <laughs> one point like Mad Max Fury Road in one point two five speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they sell like fuck. It's like eighty quid for the Blu-ray. <laughs> 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 the afterwards are just like it really captures the vibe of the film yeah it's, it's so <laughs> it's, frenetic this <laughs> is the real energy a frenetic tour de force <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell it yeah. would be Mad Max for you as well <laughs> yeah because they actually sped up parts of that film mm. you know the fight sequences and yeah. all so hilarious to show <laughs> I saw they were doing a, they are doing Furiosa yep they recasted Furiosa though Anna Taylor Joy is going to be Furiosa. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, some other big players are in it. That film is never going to. That's like another it's, Mad Max Furiosa. It's film. <laughs> it's supposed to. It was supposed to film this year. I was just not. It's going to be like pushed out to bits. No, apparently because he George Miller just finished some other movie he was doing. That sounds 
shite, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but he was going to start filming Furiosa this year in Australia or New Zealand or something like that because they had like a tax uh incentive tax that, haven. that was uh yeah basically that was uh, expiring at the end of the year so he's like oh i have to get this done uh but they actually extended it so he's going to shoot it in 2022 instead so there's no rush mm. so apparently it is going ahead everyone signed on so that'll be good i can't wait that's you know? gonna take ages to come out though yeah i know like, yeah. that thing's gonna be like we won't see that until like 2024 or something like that yeah mad max free road is t- filmed in 2012 like it didn't come out till 20 what 15 16 15 15 yeah like three years yeah you know 2025 we're looking at be competing with avatar 6 <laughs> on the big screen avengers 85 oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah at that stage mad max Fury Road will be taking place in the avengers <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so what, what are you been watching uh i watched a few bits a few bits i watched um twin peaks fire walk with me what's that last night damn and it this was is what 1990 Four, four. I, think. I think it's 94 after the series yeah way after the series I watched the series uh, when did you even like it might be 96 let me look that up um, I like Twin Peaks mm. Um, like Twin Peaks is really weird because like all the hype around it I feel like it's kind of misplaced on like the especially like the original series like on the wrong aspects of it I was going into Twin Peaks expecting like this fucking like the guy that brought you a razor head is fucking making it t- is making a TV show mm. and the original series really isn't that like there is some aspects of it but it's not really the show because you think so like the entire time I was like oh it's, it's about the lower polymer case and all that like, that's where all the weird shit's going to happen. And that's where the weird shit does happen. But, like, nearly halfway through season two, you know who the killer is. Mm. And, like, David Lynch never wanted that to happen. I think he was... I think... I'm not entirely sure, but I've heard before that he went off to do Wild at Heart with Nick Cage, which is on Netflix, and I want to I wanna watch it now. Um, Same. And, like, when he went off to do that, they, uh, they like... I don't know who was, like, director or whatever, but they revealed who, like, who Laura Palmer's killer was. And, like fucking like minor spoilers for season two of uh the original twin peaks fast forward like 15 seconds mm. like um kyle mclaughlin uh fucking he's not in the fbi for a bit like he gets pulled out so like when that happens the entire it's really weird and like everything that you thought that the show was like is like still going on but like it makes you reevaluate the entire show and realize this isn't a show that's like a david lynch weird shit going on this is a film about or like a fucking sorry a tv show about these really weird distinct characters going through like their daily lives and just like the weirdness of it all and like all the characters are so distinct i vividly remember every character because they're so different Mm. and it's like that's what you watch twin peaks for and you only realize that towards like the end of season two that like it makes it because like it's a slog to get you when you're first watching and you're just thinking it's really boring. But when Laura Palmer's killers revealed, it like makes you recontextualize the whole show. Yeah. Right. And that's like really fucking cool that Twin Peaks does that. Like Fire Walk with Me did that with the entire Twin Peaks again and made oh me re- and made me realize like oh shit no this is like a horrifying thing. Like, Fire Walk With Me is one of the scariest movies I think I've ever seen. Oh, shit. It is, it's like proper Lynch. Oh, man, it is like... Lynch, Lynch. This is like proper Lynch, but like, ah, oh, it's so well done. Like, it's like Mulholland Drive, I think, is like this 
feel like the feeling I have for Twin Peaks Firewalk to me, I think is the same feeling that people have for Mulholland Drive. Like all aspects of it work and it makes it scary and it's like like oh it's just so fucking good. Like I it's <laughs> and it is super David Lynchy. Yeah. Especially towards the end, man. I've heard that there is plants in like Firewalk with me that don't get revealed until the return. And the return came out twenty five years after like the original Twin Peaks. Like people watched this and had no idea what the fuck some aspects of it were of it were. Mm. And like it's yeah. revealed later on. Yeah, it doesn't isn't there a line? It's like see you in twenty five years or something like that. Isn't that in it? What? Like see you in twenty five years, isn't oh, yeah. that part of it? Yeah, they say yeah, see, yeah. See, they like see you in twenty five years. There's like that's insane. There's like a horse that comes into it for like for one second, and I have no idea what it had to do with anything. And there's a face at the end, and I was like, that's too distinct not to be something. So I'm assuming that it's going to come back into it later on. Mm. And I've seen clips of the return, and like it is the most David Lynch nightmare shit. Like it's black and white, it's fucking out of focus, it's all that shit, mm. and it's weird. And like Fire Walk with me is like the perfect bridging point. I feel like between the two series. While also being an amazing piece in in and of itself, it's so fucking good. Yeah, jeez, is it is it like like a finale to the TV series? <clears throat> like, how was it produced? Like, what was the story behind it? I have no idea what the story behind this production was, yeah. but like, because didn't it end in like it ended a few years before? It <clears> ended <throat> like I think Twin Peaks uh, ended. It started in 1990 and ended in 91, and Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me came out in 92. So, like, obviously, they oh, knew right. they were, they, it was very close together. Oh, yeah. um, so, I had that completely wrong. But, um, like, the start of the film, or, like, the first half an hour, has literally nothing to do with anything that is going on from, like, Twin Peaks at all. Like, Kiefer Sutherland just shows up in this film, and I was like, oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... Uh, you're following this main character and like there's the two of them are so distinctly set up on like their relationship with each other like there's a moment where like and David Lynch is like the first character that you recognize from Twin Peaks is David Lynch himself and like the uh. he he's in Twin Peaks and he plays this character that like always wears like earphones in and he just shouts all the time <laughs> oh yeah I think I've seen clips that yeah. um, and it's really fucking funny but like he's like the, the head of the FBI or whatever and uh, there's like oh, I need to get these people in because there's this body found or whatever. And he sends in this dude and there's this really weird moment where like like David Lynch like shows him this like weird dance or whatever. And you're like, well, that's really weird. And then afterwards, the agent that we start following like explains to Kiefer Sutherland what everything about the weird dance meant and what it was code for for what they're going into. <laughs> and it's really yeah. weird. And you're like, oh, that's like how smart he is. And like Kiefer Sutherland's character who's like the younger dude or whatever, he's like, you know, his butt, like the the co but like the the co detective basically you know uh, what I mean buddy cop like yeah buddy cop um he uh he gets a few of them as well so like you understand oh yeah he's he's also like he, like he's in the FBI he knows what he's doing mm. like he's not like some fucking idiot but like the other dude is just some genius he, this is like Sherlock levels <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh so like we follow them for like thirty minutes and then the like the main dude that we've been following like touches his ring and then he disappears and then the theme music to the Twin Peaks starts and we never see him again. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And like, it's so, you're like, what the fuck is going on? And like, it's so totally different to like anything in season one and season two. Mm. It's so weird. <laughs> and then like, it just ends and then we meet Laura Palmer and we actually get to see her for the first time, I'm pretty sure. And I don't, I think well, she's alive. Well, she's actually alive. It's not yeah. flashbacks. Cause like, like Twin Peaks, you always get the perspective 
of Laura Palmer from other people. Like it's always someone telling you about her, but now you see her as she is, and like, like you, the, you understand like why people said that these things about her, about her. But then you realize, oh shit, it's like she's been screaming out for help for a very long time, and this mm. is where Twin Peaks gets so fucking bleak like this is the darkest thing i think i've ever seen she is basically crying out for help the entire time throughout the entire film and no one ever does anything and it ends up in her death and it is the bleakest fucking thing ever oh god <laughs> jeez but then it ends on this moment where like spoilers for twin peaks <laughs> firewalk me laura palmer dies what and, and uh i don't want to i don't want to away the ending but like it is like transcendental like what happens like it's so for me anyway i was just sitting there I was mesmerized at the end of it because it's like really it's like this moment where like it's bad what's happened but there's like kind of hope if you know what i mean yeah yeah kind of it's like kind of comforting in a way <laughs> all right like yeah. it's david lynch just putting his hand on your shoulder he's not patting you on the back but he's hit your his hand is there it's there <laughs> you know yeah he doesn't he's not the type of guy you know he always hopeful you know Always bright and sunny. But it's so good. It's literally like top five favorite films of all time right now. Jesus. It's, that's intense. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I have to get on that on that. And now that I can't wagon. wait to watch Twin Peaks the return. I am like It's good good reviews. Oh as well. man, I'm like hopping into that soon. This might just turn into a Twin Peaks the Return podcast for like a while. <laughs> yeah, man, I would I would uh, join you. But like the task of catching up is uh, immense. But I could hold off for like a week. Would you be able to watch yeah. Twin Peaks? In like, a week. Uh, yes. I don't think you'd be able to watch it in a week. Yeah, I probably would. Nah. Nah, fuck it, man. <laughs> nah, nah. Well, <laughs> well, I'm just going to have to go ahead. But yeah, I won't yeah, spoil just, anything. But like, I'll just be like, yeah, this is weird shit. Just steam ahead, yeah. Mm. Be grand. I'll, I'll definitely get into it. Might have to book off a few days from work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Holidays. Yeah. Taking a holiday in Twin Peaks. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I'll definitely get into Twin Peaks. It's always been on my list. You know, Lynch... One of those guys that, like, I just, like, respect for, like, no reason. Like, I don't really, mm. like, I don't get him. I don't get a lot of what he does, but, but uh, man, you know, like, his short films. remember watching them. I was like, this is going to make, <laughs> this is going to make him make sense to me. I watched them all. Watched all his early short films. I didn't understand any of them. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I think the thing with with uh, David Lynch is that like he's such an auteur, but I don't really feel like any of his films really reveal anything about him. They're so focused on the on the characters. Mm, like yeah. I don't think David Lynch is actually like you know the way that like when you when you when you're watching a Charlie Kaufman film, you're like, Oh yeah, that's that, that's yeah. Charlie Kaufman right there. Like this is something about like that style or whatever. Like I don't think that ever happens with David Lynch and I think that's why he's such an enigma. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just does his own thing. You know, he's living his life. Like, he is just so fucking weird. He's just a strange guy. He's an original, true OG. Mm. True OG. Back in the day, he started in 68, wasn't it? I think. He started. He still pays all the, all the dudes from a razor head and everything. They yeah. still get paychecks because they help clean up. I'm, we were watching a documentary or something, or the making of of a razor head or something one of the nights. Were we? Yeah, because I remember. I, I didn't. I never watched a razor head, so. I must have watched it or something. Mm, I don't know. You remember, I, didn't you, you and Aaron watch it at like 8 a.m. or something? Yeah, I was too ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. I think it was on a Saturday or something. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday morning cartoon. Did I watch that with Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Remember Aaron left, Gavin left. He did that for a lot of films. Yeah, he did. He was supposed to able. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Mountain was just a beautiful. That was like that was a beautiful. Mess. That was literally like one of the 
like that yeah. is the best like movie watching experiences I think I've ever had. That's one of those things you read about. It was like the crowd walked out in disgust yeah. after five. Minutes. I felt like I was at the Cannes <laughs> Film Festival. <laughs> I felt like I was an avant-garde filmmaker at Cannes. You know, <laughs> they don't get it. They don't get it. We didn't even have a fucking TV stand. The TV's literally on the ground. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sitting yeah. around watching it. Yeah, <laughs> like, we didn't even get it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> we had our reading. Yeah, we had, we tried. You know. Oh yeah, no. A razorhead's great though, but like he still pays um. Your man Jack? No, all of them. Because like, it was super low budget. I'm pretty sure, I can't remember the full story, but there was a moment where like he was running out of funds and he was like, I can't afford like for cleaners or something. Can like, if we, we all have to, basically everyone did everything on that set. Mm. So he, he like basically promised him like, I can't pay you now, but I promise you like, I'll pay you like for the rest of your lives or whatever. And he gives them, ro- he, everyone gets royalties from it or something. I can't remember. It's sometimes like that though. Yeah, yeah. So like he's, it's pretty sound. That's the way you should. That's the way you should make a film. Everyone mm. does everything, you know. That's the way to do it, you know. And that's why I'm pretty sure, like everyone that's worked with him, is like, yeah, he's really fucking sound. Yeah, I remember I saw, uh, I saw an interview with him. I think it was like a press junket with him and Naomi Watts, mm. and she was like, uh, just talking about how much she loves him, mm. you know, but like really authentically. Yeah, like, wow, she actually likes him. And Laura Dern loves him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. your man Jack loves him. And Kyle McLaughlin, Kyle McLaughlin like everyone, yeah. like everyone, everyone like, likes the guy. Everyone was like, "Yeah, I trust basically all of you, and I therefore have to trust David Lynch, I guess now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though I know nothing, <laughs> I can't tell anything about him. <laughs> yeah, ah, he's grand. He's, yeah. Kyle McLaughlin liked one of my tweets before, and it's the best moment of my life. Did Kyle, he? If, yeah. What? He did. Which one? He uh, he tweeted something about like uh, Inside Out, and I retweeted going like, "I can't," because Kyle McLaughlin voices the dad in Inside Out, and I never, yeah, I never knew that. What? And I retweeted going like, "I never knew uh, Agent Cooper voiced uh, the dad from Inside Out," and he liked that. <laughs> what? Kyle McLaughlin liked it. Yeah, that's crazy. You are famous. Yeah, you're literally Twitter famous. I got fucking, I got connections. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, ask him. We will get David on the pod. Yeah. You know, hey Kyle, you like my tweet before? Um, <laughs> I run this podcast. Could, could you ask David Lynch to come on our podcast? <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. It's just a quick Zoom call because they're like soulmates. Like I was, uh, I think it was a Laura Dern interview where I was watching a compilation of uh, testimonies to David Lynch for some reason. Because for 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 ages, I used to get it. Like my daily routine was like I'd like wake up and like first thing I do was watch uh, his his weather report every day. Like you know his uh yeah, yeah 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 where he's like he just he just reads out the weather and then he picks a number out of a jar and he's like today's number is seven and it used to be just like a ritual that I did but uh, one of the videos in the recommended list was like testimonies to him and Laura Dern was in one talking about how uh, she was like invited to a meet like to s- uh, sit down with Lynch before she like she signed up for like Blue Velvet or something and uh, it was just him sitting in like a like a fucking like a fucking Eddie Rockets or whatever, whatever their version of that is, you know, it's like <laughs> sitting there with a fucking uh, a milkshake. A fuck, yeah, milkshake. Yeah, sitting there with a milkshake and a napkin, writing down uh, notes. And I was hit, and across from him was like Kyle McLaughlin doing the same thing, and she, and they didn't say anything when she, when she first sat down, but they're just like so concentrated on what they're doing, just like very sort of, you know, in themselves. Mm. It's strange and like a really like in a way that was like really at peace with themselves. Mm. And she was like, I knew I wanted to spend the rest of my life with these guys. And I was like, that's really, that's a really weird way to say that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, that's just, you know, sums it up. I two mean, two bros, you know. Sounds like they got their third eye open anyway. Yeah, they, just, they don't care. They have their milkshakes and their napkins. Mm. So. And they make good fucking, like, two of them work together so well. Yeah. Like, I, oh, Twin Peaks, man. I, I just, 
It's just on the. It's it's in the brain at the moment. On the brain. On the brain. One of those weird fucking TV shows. Gosh, yes. I love you, David Lynch. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. But yeah, what else did I watch? I watched uh, Borat. Borat. Very nice. My wife. Here we go. My wife. All the voices all the time. <laughs> Borat impressions. People love that. People yeah. love People still find that funny. Like yeah. that new film came out last year. <laughs> 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 it's got nominated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, God. Yeah, Borat. This is huge back in the day. Yeah, Major. 2006, was it? Yeah, 2006. 2006. Major. Like Major. a fucking sleepover classic. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, I was prohibited from watching it for yeah, quite same. a while. I was like, this is too nasty. But it's not that bad. You know? It's really not. Yeah, it's actually really pretty tame. Except for the part where they're like wrestling. And they're running around naked. Yeah, that's really weird. That's it's like, really weird. Are those his actual balls in Sasha Baron Cohen's face? <laughs> it is. So weird. Like, that's such a, like, that's the weirdest moment in the entire film. That's extremely weird, yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's the moment where you're like, oh, this is like, yeah, this is the weird jackass kind of side of it or whatever. Mm. Or like, I don't even know what, that's a, I don't know what the fuck side what of what it is. There, yeah. it's, but like, I feel like it's something like jackass. Yeah, yeah. But like, that, that must have been a real stunt. Yeah, because it has to be real. It's so weird. And like, that bit is like really out of place <laughs> as well. Like, the, oh, but like, so right. I always thought right that Bora was like a film that people found funny because it's a funny fireman doing funny things, mm. right? And then when the new one came out, I heard, oh no, Bora like reveals things about like American racism or whatever. Like it it highlights these issues, or whatever. And I was like, oh, so that's why people like Borat. Like, I know that people find it funny for the funny foreign man doing things. <laughs> but, like, maybe people also like it for, like, it's the way that it, like, reveals, you know, racism in America or whatever. And I watched it thinking that. And it's not that at all. No. <laughs> like, Sasha Baron Cohen made that up. That was, like, a retroactive thing. That like, is complete bollocks. Complete it bollocks. It's not that at all. Half the, half the film is just making fun of people from Kazakhstan, yeah, basically. Like, <laughs> like, that is literally... <laughs> That's like, the joke, like... Like, that thing happens maybe three times in the film. Yeah. It's the moment with the frat bros. There's a moment with the, yeah. with the rodeo thing. And there's, like, another moment forever. And I was like, yeah, wow, way to go. You reveal that frat boys and, like, uh, rodeo, like cowboys yeah. are homophobes and racists that's like amazing yeah. it's cutting go. edge cutting <laughs> edge journalism you know like that is the only moments in the film where that happens and the rest of the film is just a funny man doing f- funny things yeah, and like yeah. even in terms of like the mockumentary shit like it's not funny <laughs> yeah yeah like even um because like like sasha baron collins he's like a he's like a he went to cambridge and he's like a public school boy yeah and like the like the joke of like the first half of the film is just him walking around his his a uh, his village a, a village full of poor people who've been like devastated by the fall of the USSR yeah. and they've no money and they've no limbs and stuff like that and he's just doing a funny accent and stuff yeah I, I, it's funny he's like, but ah, like, yeah it's my wife yeah no, actually, and like, he's like see my sister he and kisses I'm his sister bollocks. it's like like it's just it's funny but it's like just really bad and but it's like, like obviously it's like, insulting to people from Kazakhstan but like it feels it feels like 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 the oh, I don't even know what type of fucking comedy this even is it feels like really edgy like um what's that movie uh like a comedy from, like american pie and shit like that yeah because um i don't know because it's even more like kind of like vulgar than like ali g like ali g always had those interviews where he, mm. he's talking to like like loyalists in the north about uh about ireland or stuff yeah. or like talking to trump about presenting his business ideas like all like clear parodies and sort of like playing off uh the person he's interviewing mm. Uh, even though, like, you know, Ali G himself is, like, a pretty, you know, sort of <laughs> a dodgy <laughs> stereotype in, in himself. But, like, 
uh, like Bora is just is like the joke is that he's like a funny foreign man with yeah. a funny accent. And he's like, oh, the weird like and like it's like, oh yeah, it's all about a culture class or whatever. It's like, no, I'm pretty like this is like highly insulting because like he's playing it off as Kazakhstan culture, Kazakhstanian, whatever you pronounce it. Mm. Like that country's uh, fucking culture. So like it's not this weird culture clash at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like fucking trading places or whatever. It's and like everyone's really nice to Bora for the most part. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Like, they're all really nice to him. Like, everyone in the film. Up until, like, a certain point, everyone's like, ah, fuck off then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's only, like, at a reasonable stage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a point where uh, when he he brings in, what is it? He brings in, like, a a sex worker. Yeah, that's the moment where they're like, like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Like, at that stage, you can be like, Oh, like, and he's already brought his shit to the table. Yeah, he brought. Like, <laughs> he's already brought his shit to the and table. And they're just like, he's he's okay. I yeah. think he can become an American and stuff like that. Like, that's the moment though. Where like those are the moments. That's it. Yeah, that's the moments though. Where like the like cultural reveal like is shown. Like the way that they like it's like oh like he can he can become Americanized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like. Any you know, form of equality between them or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, this guy's just fucking weird. They, yeah. they actually think this guy's from Kazakhstan. It's yeah. sort of, like, revealing something in themselves. But I think it's, like, you know, just, like, his whole thing being, like, oh, I'm revealing something about other people. But I think the fact that he's going into these places and, like, clearly doesn't really respect the people he's talking to mm. a lot of the time, I think that's a major thing with... Because uh, I think it was Harmony Korean or one of the jackass guys was saying that you always have to... If you're pulling those kind of pranks, you have to be, like... You have to basically put the other person, elevate the other person above you. It has mm. to be the joke you has to be, to be on you. Yeah, basically. you have to be the joke. Yeah, yeah. Which he does that in most of it, and like I, I still like even like the, the less sort of appropriate parts. <laughs> but uh, it's like, it's not like a noble kind of thing. It's not like Louis Theroux or whatever. He's just kind of, he's just kind of being a funny guy with mm. a funny accent. It's still a good movie though. It's still funny. Is it? <laughs> That's it's all right. Like, Man, like I, I, was, I wouldn't watch it again. I, I wouldn't was, watch it again. Like, I only watched it for the first time. I was sh- I, I was shocked. I was like, I can't believe that this is like people. People right, people love this. Film. People are fucking cowards that who said that like oh yeah it reveals things about America. It's like no, just admit that you find the funny man foreign. Like whatever the fuck I was saying yeah. earlier, <laughs> the funny <laughs> foreign man funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, just admit that that's what you like about the film and don't like try and make the film into something that it so clearly isn't yeah <laughs> but like half of that is, is him I remember he did some speech where he was talking about I think Borat 2 is like that yeah but even then it's like like he's just but he's taken something that was originally like basically a ra- racist stereotype and he's like it's actually something else yeah he just d- admit that the thing that you like yeah, is racist j- just, like <laughs> <laughs> just admit the thing that you like is yeah, racist yeah yeah because he, he did some interview where he's like or no he did a speech he was like talking about stuff about uh, how comedy breaks down barriers and like uh, reveals things about each other uh, mm. and uh, he said something about how when he went into the bar and got everyone start cheering throw the Jew down that's the well that's not even in the film yeah I was I was, I was waiting for that like when I watched it and uh, like it's not it's not in it because I've it's, seen it's, that I've seen that clip on YouTube yeah that's one of his like like the from the show I think Ali G in the house but like or I think it's a deleted scene in Borat yeah, one of them. Because he couldn't fit it in narratively, which is kind of the problem as well with yeah. Borat, is that there's too much of a narrative. <laughs> yeah, but there's not enough of a narrative. Oh, man, like, there's like mo- like there's moments where like he's talking to, like, feminists or whatever, and they're like, I was like, oh, maybe, because I was watching, I was like, okay, so, so far it's literally just been Borat just being Borat. Like, it's not anything. Mm. It's been the whole Kazakhstan thing. And then when he gets to the 
the feminist, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's going to reveal something about, like, white feminism or something like that. Yeah. And then immediately I thought, oh, no, obviously not. Like, that was just giving <laughs> yeah. them way too much just, credit. Yeah. And it's literally just Borat just being extremely misogynistic to them. Yeah. While also being, like, revi- like the, given the point, like, oh, yeah, he's going to go after... Um, Oh, you're one from fucking Pamela Anderson. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna go after her. Like that's all. That's what that scene establishes. Yeah. And the feminist just like he's just so unbelievably misogynistic, and like they're just like, oh fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And as you're like, oh yeah, fair. Like that's okay. Yeah. Strangely enough, though, Borat was nowhere near as like misogynistic as the frat boys. Yeah, those frat boys. Like, how did they find them? Holy shit! Like, how did they find the people who did this? Because there wasn't there a thing about Two of like them sued. Yeah, it wasn't there a thing people who were like. We didn't sign up for this, or like, because a lot of it, was something else. a lot of it is taken out of context as well. Uh, for some of them, like, there's some that some some scenes and uh, some stuff that he does that are clearly just like it's like an X Factor kind of thing where he's mm. like switched it in and out because it makes it funnier, which is fine. But like, he seems to like want to give the impression that it's all like authentic. It's like a journalistic kind of thing. It's not, you know. It's like he's a wind up merchant and he's really good at it. You know, don't try to make it anything else. But I think that Borat Two is that though, because like with Borat Two. Like there was a there was a meaning for it, you know what I mean? It's the COVID shit. Yeah, but whatever. I'm shot. Like I was, I <laughs> yeah. was. I, that was like the most disappointed I've ever been watching the film. I was like, I can't believe. Very nice. I was just watching like, ah, oh, here, this is. The, I've been fucking. Yeah. I've been duped. <laughs> it's one of those films. It's like. I, I think know. I was pickpocketed. <laughs> yeah, it was a pure meme. Remember back in the day. Yeah. You know, man, keen. He's not. My stuff. wife and all that bullshit. My wife. <laughs> Very like. Uh, <laughs> it's just. You know. Even like, because I remember in uh, in college, I remember like uh, one lecture showing like a clip from um, from Borat, and it's when Borat's like in a, in a supermarket, and he's like, "What is this?" And it's like, "That's cheese." And he goes like, "Ah, and what is this?" And it's like, "That is also cheese." And he just keeps doing it, and he keeps going for ages, and it's like such this obvious thing where like the worker can't like snap at him because yeah, like he's trapped in this situation where he has to be a nice employee uh-huh. and has to, like and help him and Borat's just like what's this and it's at the same time revealing that it's also showing like the mass production of like cheese in America yeah. like there's so many different I didn't come up with this but like, this is everything Consumer, that the lecture, this, is, all, this is everything that the lecturer said yeah who was that but like uh, it was um, Heinze Heinze yeah <laughs> the man's a king king but uh, like and I was like wow holy shit that is so smart but that's not in the film. That's a deleted scene or like it's in Ali G or something. It's yeah. not in the film. Everything I've seen about like clips I've seen of Bora haven't actually been with the film itself. Yeah. <laughs> Ali G is just way better. Like like all of Ali G. Like, ever, ever, ever watched the round tables he used to do? Like Ali G. No. You get like people sitting down on a couch and like a talk show kind of setup where he just like... He I've put, seen clips of it but yeah. I've never actually watched it. Yeah. Like it's not like revealing anything. It's just funny. You yeah. Know? He's just like pitting people who have like the opposite opinions against each other and mm. then like coming in with these like really stupid takes it's that, like Eric Andre kind of yeah 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 like that's and that's that's fine that's perfectly fine and it's really funny mm. whereas Borat is just like Borat's you know, just racist yeah Borat's <laughs> just he's just a, a one note kind of character mm. and you know it is funny in a way but like that's it you know it's kind of revealing uh, in a, in and of itself that that became such an icon because it's such a blatantly racist character it's like everyone yeah. loves Borat <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like not yeah like all the all the people, all the Borat impressionists out there, like they're not doing it because it's like <laughs> it's like you know scathing political satire. It's because it's like a, it's a guy with a funny voice, you know. <laughs> it's like oh, notions, hell. notions. It is notions. Yeah, there's too many notions. Pure notions, lad. Pure notions. So yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't like Borat. Ah, uh, it's all right. Like, I want to watch Bruno though. Bruno, man, Bruno. 
I didn't, didn't people hate Bruno? See, right, I've heard this before, uh, uh, and Robin said this to me, or she wrote it in a the- theatrical cut, where she was saying, like, Bora, like, you can be racist and still enjoy Bora because you can laugh at the funny foreigner, but, like, <laughs> like if you, a homophobe can't enjoy Bruno because yeah, it's, it's too gay. gay. Yeah, it's really gay. <laughs> And like so, that just pushes people out off it straight away, and that's probably why people thought it was worse than Borat, mm. even though it actually accomplishes what Borat, like what people think Borat is better. Mm. Yeah, I've never seen Bruno, so I've seen moments of Bruno. I've only I haven't watched the full thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, would you trust? Would you trust the guy did Borat to do do it properly? Or Robin, it Robin said it's better, so I trust her opinion. There you go, Bruno recommended film. Mm. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm not watching the. I'm not watching one of his films for a while. Now. That just. I'm, I'm annoyed. It is. It is. It's a. It's. It's a betrayal. My my, my betrayal. head is shaking at you, <laughs> Sasha. My watch Madagascar though. Yeah. <laughs> King Julie. I didn't know he was King Julie. Yeah. That's insane. Like. But like, I heard. I saw a clip of him like talking about where he got the King Julian voice from, and like it was from. Um, it was from like these Indian dudes that he knew, and like that's just what the accent is. He just slows it down. But like yeah. he was just like he was just impersonating them, and he just slowed it down. He's like, "Oh yes, I'm King Julian." And like that's what the voice is. He's just doing an impression, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like Michael Myers doing an impression ah. of, uh, of that ghost sheet, you know, playing that impression. Yeah, that was that's like the worst segue I think we've ever done. <laughs> smooth, smooth as butter, but it's uh, it's it's the Halloween remake, Rob Zombie, two thousand and seven. That's always those those three words. Bad news. So yeah, those three words should never be put in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Rob Zombie 2007. I'm Halloween. already I'm already tuned out. No, yeah, there's like Rob Zombie Halloween 2007. It's like oh. no, bad, bad, bad. Just imagine what's in it. Um, I've never seen it. Never seen it. Don't bother. <laughs> yeah, I really did not like this movie. Um, I watched this today and. I don't know what drove me to... I, I don't know. I just like... Because like, well, after, after films, we're going to get on to in a sec. Well, like 20 minutes or so. Um, Are we talking about this 20 minutes? Ah, uh, yeah, man. I, well, no, like <laughs> 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> like, I was in the mood to watch a slash, and I was like, I don't know what slash to watch. And I was like, what about any, like, uh, like one of the 2000s one? And I was like, what about uh, fucking Rob Zombie? Because I don't know why. I've been seeing, like, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses on Shudder, and I was like... Been meaning to watch that Rob Zombie. Wonder what he's about. Is he? Uh, he was a singer, wasn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Which also Which is also I was like, oh, I have like Veronica and we had the fanatic. Mm. Like this is another yeah. director that was like a singer. Part of the trilogy. And I was like, I don't really want to watch like House of a Thousand Corpses because I've heard it's really gory. Why don't I watch like a remake? His Halloween remake, mm. which I've heard like very divisive things about. Yeah, I've I've heard some alright things about it. Mm. You know, I heard it's not that bad. I heard it's not that bad. It's like it is that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because for some reason, I thought I'd seen it, but I was I'd actually seen uh, the Halloween or no, the Texas Chainsaw remake. Yeah, which is are they kind of similar? Are they? And no, not really. No, like well, like, no, no. They're actually they're different. Because like, I think the worst thing about the Texas Chainsaw remake is that like it does reduce down like Leatherface to this like. Mania. Maniac. Like, that's what he is. But he's also been that for, like, two films beforehand. Well, actually, no. No, I'd say one film. Like, the Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw, like, Texas Chainsaw 3. That's, like, that as well. But they just reduce it down. And that's the most boring thing because they don't do anything with Leatherface. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's also, like, 
it's i think like the leather like yeah texas chainsaw massacre uh remake i thought at the time i thought it was on the level of like leatherface because i thought i just thought the two of them were shit yeah but at least that's all that like that remake did is that it just reduced it down it didn't reduce them like there's their like icon down and made him into this like really awful backstory that's like so poorly written and just like removes everything that you like about the character and just replaces it with shit. Like at least they didn't replace it with anything. They just they just removed all the good shit. Yeah. yeah. Like the Halloween remake is not a good movie. It's so fucking generic. Like when it gets to the, the slasher shit, it's not even good. It's just like all the references are just bang, 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 bang. Like they, there's a shot of fucking uh, Mike Myers just standing there while Laurie's like looking at the window. There's like the shot of him like at, at the balcony. There's all these fucking shots that like like you've seen before in the space of an hour because the other first hour is the build up to all this and it's the backstory and like whatever about like removing you know the mystique of michael myers like people don't like the fact that this film did that i agree and i also think though that like even if i wouldn't like it if they did it anyway but like if they were gonna do it at least make it good they it is as subtle as a fucking sledgehammer it is so badly written it's so bad <laughs> jesus yeah what's 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 the origin story in a in a grapefruit um How, what the fuck michael is that myers saying? came from a like kind of yeah. rough family and his mom was a sex worker and his stepdad or his mom's boyfriend or his dad not sure who the male character is but he just keeps calling michael myers um like uh homophobic slurs just all the time and then he just mike myers just snaps and he kills him and then he kills everyone and then his mom uh then i thought like i thought that that was it because it happens 20 minutes i was like all right that's it now we're gonna get to flash forward no we stick with this kid for like another 20 minutes and we see him like at therapy with the like dr loomis 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 and like that's that bit's like all right it's fine it's also like like, it's so on the nose where it's just like, oh, you look at the eyes of the psychopath. Like, it's all that mm. shit. Is, like, did they have the original guy for that? No. No? Different guy? Um, yeah, but I can't. Oh, man. He's a really well-known actor, but I can't think of his name. Um, no, I was just thinking of Dennis Hopper, but it's not Dennis Hopper. Mm. Can't remember his name. Or he's go- he, You'd recognize him. He's good, yeah. though. And then, you know, Mike Myers like snaps and he kills a nurse. And then, like, it fast-forwards a couple of years. And then Mike Myers escapes. But, like, there's... Oh, God. Like, I just want to give a like, quick content warning for what I'm about to talk about. I'm going to talk about, like, a, a scene of sexual assault and rape. It's, it's not pleasant, but it's in the film. And, like, that... Like, that was... When that... There's a rape scene in this film. And when that happened, I was like, what like what the fuck? I... This... What is this? And I realized that there was two cuts of the film. And the theatrical cut doesn't have that in it. It actually has a way more... Uh, exciting and like way more to the point fucking escape sequence where Mike Myers just beats the shit out of a lot of cops but in this one it's like it develops like these characters that are just these pieces of shit and they just bring this like mentally unwell girl she's basically comatose when they pull her out and like like rape her in front of Mike Myers and then Mike Myers kills them but like it went on for so long and like the point of the scene was basically to build up Mike Myers mm. to make him like a good guy in that scene as like like, the entire point of Mike Myers' character is that he is the embodiment of evil and it's trauma and it's, like, bad shit coming into your house or whatever, wherever you live in your suburban household, and, like, bad shit happens and it hurts and there's trauma afterwards. And that's what the Halloween 2018 film, like, continues on from. Mm. But the remake is, like, maybe Mike Myers is kind of a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, that, that's, like, the most... 
like fucking pants on head stupid yeah. way to do that you know like like if you're trying to make someone look out look like a good guy and you know the only way to do that is to have someone get raped and then for him to come in and save them that's like it's just so like, like that's how stupid. bad that's how bad the the fucking like mike myers is is that's how far you had to go to give any sort of justification yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but he, he doesn't even do it because she gets raped isn't it yeah he does it after he does it like she's raped and then they, then they take out one of his masks and that's when he gets pissed <laughs> so like was it established what's the point of, the, of like just to shock you i think yeah, just yeah. rob rob's gonna be like oh isn't this shocking it's like yeah yeah it is well done <laughs> well done yeah <laughs> thanks rob thanks, you just rob. ruined it you ruined the franchise but like Everyone that Mike Myers kills up until that point, you're just like, yeah, that's understandable because there's a nurse that he kills, right? And like she, the, she says something like really snide to him and like really insulting. But like she picks up a photo of, of him and like as you find out, Laurie is the fucking Laurie. Is that yeah, Laurie? Yeah, yeah his Laurie. sister. Wait, what's her second name? Laurie Strauss. I was gonna say Palmer. <laughs> Laurie Palmer. Laurie Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like th- that's what happens in this film is like Laurie is you know. Like Myers' sister, but um, which is referenced in the new one. Which is referenced in the new one. I was like, oh yeah, that's in the original one. I was like, oh no, that's actually the remake. I forgot. Mm. But um, I hadn't even seen the remake at the time. But so like, she picks up the photo of like him and Larry, and she's like, oh, that's a cute baby, and then couldn't be related to you, and gives it back to him, <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets up and he kills her. That's so passive aggressive. But it's like it's so unnecessary. But like that's in the director's cut. That's not in the original. She doesn't say anything to him in the theatrical court for some reason like because obviously Rob Zombie like changed all these things he's like no Mike Myers is he's like there's good in him like you know you're gonna you yeah. root you're, you're actually root for him <laughs> yeah yeah I was like that's not the point that's not the point <laughs> yeah Spacey calls him ugly and he kills her it's like well at that stage he's also murdered like four people <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing you have to you have to kind of keep like the one the biggest weakness maybe of the uh of the new one, so he just he just kills like seventeen people or something. He kills so, so many, many people. people. Like he shouldn't, you know. It sort of reduces the impact if he's just killing people left, right, but and like, the kills are really cool. In this one, no, no, the in remake. the new one, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, in, yeah the, in the in the two thousand seven one, the kills are fucking awful. Yeah, like there's no good kill. Oh Jesus! Like the good kills that happen are like the ones that you've seen before. Like it's the one where he picks a dude up and he impales him on the fucking. Thing happens again. It happens again. They have to stop doing that. Yeah, come up with something better, like. You know, references, references. I see it was Mal- Malcolm McDowell is Dr. Loomis. Yes, yes, Malcolm yes. McDowell. That's who it is. Yeah, great Malcolm man. McDowell, a yeah. Great man. Back again. Aye. And like, he's really good in it. But like, again, it's just so bad. It's just so fucking bad. And like, this is two hours long. Two hours? It has no reason. Like, it, like I thought one stage was ending. And then I looked at the time and there was 15 minutes left. I was like, how? How? What happens fu- in the 15 minutes? It's just another chase. Uh, this is after two chases. This is a third one. Oh, good. And it goes on for 15 minutes. And, like, is it just, is it, like, an actual remake of the original? Like, is it broken up into, like, halves, where it's, like, his origin story? Yeah. And then... Then it's basically just, like, the original one just happens. Oh. But way worse in every single fucking way. <laughs> um, And, like... Like, and this is another problem with the film, right? So, like, in the original one, you can, like, excuse Mike Myers having, like, kind of these, all these, like, basically superpowers mm. because he's he is the embodiment of evil. Like, that's, he's kind of a mythic character just going throughout the throughout the, the film or whatever. But in, the, in this one, in the 2000 remake, like, he's a character and he's human. 
So it doesn't make any sense why he can like he gets <laughs> shot by with a gun that's like meant to take down like fucking bears and shit. Yeah. And like he gets shot with that like three times and he's still going and he's still completely fine. And he gets like he gets stabbed and he's completely fine. It's like and they keep referencing like he's the boogeyman and like there's a bit where like Larry's in the car with the alumnus and she, and she turns to him and, she, and she's like, that was the boogeyman, wasn't it? And then Malcolm McDowell's is like, yes, I think it was. But then fucking Mike Myers yeah, like yeah. bursts through and like grabs Larry again. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I think yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, whatever, Larry. But like, so they referenced him as the boogeyman. Yeah, but like, but he's, he's a guy. He's, he's just a dude. He's just a guy, you know? It's like, you can't have both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The boogeyman, the whole point of him being scary is that he's not a guy, you know? He's a boogeyman. Mm. He's someone else. And another thing is that, like, with the original one as well, you empathize with the characters. Like, they're not assholes. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like, that's the entire point, is that they're not assholes. And that you're meant to have, like, some form of sympathy for them because they're just young people. But in this one, like, half the people he kills, you're like, yeah, you fucking deserved that. (laughs) (laughs) What, they all, like, insult him or something? Or they're all sinners? his, His stepdad is, like, this fucking piece of shit. And, uh... His uh, his sister is super narcissistic, and it's like so man. Like the dialogue is like the most cringe-inducing thing I think I've ever heard. I hated it, but like you just don't like either of them because they're both assholes. And then there's this bully character who like really viciously bullies him, and Jason just or like Jason fucking Mike Myers beats him to death with a stick. <laughs> and it's also it's actually the kid from Spy Kids. Oh, your man. Yeah, it's your man. What was his name? Jesse or something? Fucking hell! But he's the bully. What happened to him? He pure fell off. He's with someone. Is he? Yeah, but I can't remember. It's someone famous. I can't remember who it is, though. Yeah. I remember seeing a photo of him, and he's walking out of his shop, and he had, like, bags and shit. But you know those running shoes that, like, wrap around your toes? Like, they, like, form your feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was wearing those. Oh, God. <laughs> so he's really into his running. Foot gloves. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. But, yeah. So, like, they're all the characters that he kills at the start, and you're just like, yeah, you, you all kind of deserved it a little bit. Yeah. Um. And then, then the nurse, you're just like, well, you were just a cunt for no reason. <laughs> yeah, why did you say that? Why would you say it to a mentally ill person? Like, this, this <laughs> poor child that is after, like, for like yeah. and the whole point is, like, he's, like, a psychopath. But at that stage, you're just like, he's just a very mentally unwell child. Um, But Jesus, like, it's just so bad. Yeah, it doesn't... Uh, it, like, fundamentally doesn't understand what is good with the original one. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like one of those generic jokes, you know. The 2000s is quite a dark time, you know. Quite a, quite a dark time for <laughs> horror. It was bleak. Horror was, but that was the, the problem. With, that was the problem with the two thousands. Is that like they, they're all just gore films mostly, and they don't do anything. Yeah, there's something about it, you know. It was the, the saw films and, like, and the hostile films, which strangely enough, were like like they were taken from the French new like. Um, I'm gasping away. What the fuck is it called? The French extremity. Yeah, French extremity. Uh huh. But like these really edgy slasher movies, where like it's just like. Like I'm pretty sure Rob Zombie films just always have a rape in them. I'm pretty sure that happens in every single one of his films. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just leave it out, like, you know. Slasher film. Slasher, just stick to the kills, like, you know. What were they thinking back then? What were they Money. thinking? Money. <laughs> but, like, how do people go watch this? It was the boom. It was. This is the tail end of the boom. This is when you knew it was over, you know. Yeah, 2007, like, things are looking grim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2007, it's a good year for film, though. You know? What else came out that year? Um, Spider-Man 3. Uh, remember we when we talked about this it had like the good the good f- years for film mm, yeah we're talking about Cronus and shit yeah 
2007 was one of those years, but I can't remember what the fuck <laughs> <it> came out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I'm shocking at years. I couldn't even remember. Twin Peaks. Tropic Thunder. Or was that 2008? <laughs> 2008. Fuck. 2008, a couple of good films. Uh, yeah. Iron Man and shit. 2009. Terrible, terrible year. Wasn't came out. Yeah. Man, nothing ever comes out. I know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, nah. 2007. Blink. Fuck it. 2K7. Halloween, not about it. Yeah, forget about it. Did not like. Not nice. <laughs> not very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully they have uh, the new Halloween's good. Man, I think he's crossed. Halloween 2. <laughs> Halloween, I think it's called Halloween Kills. Yeah. Which is not a good start because it's a fucking terrible title. Uh, then <laughs> fucking awful title. And then the, the, the next one's called Halloween Ends, which is sort of, you know, we get it. How the fu- I'm just curious as to, like, is Mike Myers going to look really fucked up in this film? Because he was in a fire. Yeah, well, they they shouldn't. Yeah, well, maybe his his suit will be burned or whatever. Maybe we'll get a new suit. What if the mask is melted onto his face? I hope they don't do that. <laughs> I feel like they might. I hope they don't do that. That'd be so. That'd be Rob Zombie levels of fucking retired. Like, just leave it. Melted onto his face. He has superpowers, <laughs> <laughs> and he can shape shit. <laughs> Uh, that, that, yeah, that's something they would do. Like, fucking hell! I feel about it. I feel like they would. I Melts onto his face. I think, yeah, that that is realistic. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's something that you'd say in like a, one of those meetings. You'd be like, that's that's what we want. Yeah, we want that kind of that kind of out of the box thinking. Because <laughs> it hasn't been done before. Yeah, that's definitely that's been done some other place. That Jason, was done in Goosebumps. I'm pretty sure Jason and shit like that. Yeah, like Jason's mask gets fucked up. It's fu- fused to his face. Yeah, I think it could be. It could be done well, but it almost <laughs> certainly won't be. That could be done well. If it was in our hands, we'd we'd sort that out fine. I'm like, oh, it's like, like you. Ah, yeah, no, I don't think it's good. Like, cause it's yeah, it's I, one of those ideas that, like, like on its own, it could work. But like, it was, it's inevitably going to lead to something else within that kind of system, <laughs> where it's just gonna be like a because you know there's disaster. a stage because you know there's gonna be a stage. Where like they have to rip the mask off him then or something, yeah, yeah. And then you're gonna have like a like a burn victim for the third film, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they they can't take the mask off, or they'll have some scene where they're trying to unmask him. They're like, oh my god, it but doesn't come off. Their fingers <laughs> get fused into yeah, it. Yeah, something like that, you know. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't do something like that. I can't, oh god, because I think I think it is set just like the day afterwards, so. Oh god, there's so many places this film could go. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I just like because you that's such a because like he comes out with the melt the mask mm. that would make sense. That would make sense in and, a way. And you're just like, oh god, because that could just look like complete shit. Yeah, yeah, that could be like the whole. But thing. I don't know because the first one was like the first one's good. It's pretty good. You yeah. make it very good. Like the you know? 2018 one. Yeah. I really like that movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it knows what it's doing. It understands the assignment. Yeah. Much like uh, our next film. Film that Mark you have also watched. I have indeed. I went on around for three films there, but we're back. We're Mark, <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, the Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter, the scariest film of all time. Second greatest film of all the time. The second great, according to Cahiers de Cinema, the the film critics of the twentieth century. You know all those French guys who like basically invented film criticism. Mm. This is the second best film of all time, but it's not. Yeah, sorry. It's good. It's good. It it's really good. good. It's actually really good. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. I came across this uh, this uh, dude on Letterbox, and uh, he liked one of my uh, one of my reviews. I was just and I went onto his profile. He was rating films that like I would like pretty like two and a half stars and stuff like that. I was like, what the fuck? What are your highest ratings? So I clicked onto his highest one, 
Godfather five stars everything else four and a half and I just saw that and I was like film criticism at a toys like this is it <laughs> this is that's the pinnacle it. that's the peak that's the peak Godfather is great though but, like, but to be the only five star film in existence yeah I don't know yeah no that's a, that's a meme opinion <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's such a fucking film bro opinion yeah but um yeah no Night of the Hunter Night of the Hunter pretty good it's good it's good directed by uh, I think Robert Lawton yep. is his name only directed one film he never directed anything again because people hated this which is like you know if that happens your film is definitely like one of the all time greats yeah you know we're, and you know we're gonna talk about it <laughs> exactly yeah people telling all the bollocks yeah, it's about uh, uh it's about uh, <laughs> <laughs> sort of hard to explain. It's about a guy called Ben Harper, and Ben Harper is a uh, he's uh, is set in a depression era America. So mm-hmm. everyone's fucked. Everyone is completely goosed. Everyone is poor as fuck. Poor as fuck, dustball and all that stuff. And uh, it starts off, um, it starts off with the old lady for a second, and then it goes it goes into the actual story. And it starts off, he's come back to his ranch. He comes up to his son. And he's like Jimmy. Or whatever his name is. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's like, Jimmy, I need you to, uh, you know, promise me that you won't tell anyone where I've hidden this $10,000. And obviously back in that day, $10,000 is like, you know. A lot. Like a million dollars. So, and he was like, yeah, I swear, Paul. And he's like, uh, he says to his daughter, uh, he's like. Don't oh, tell you, anyone. Yeah, don't tell anyone. She's like, yeah, I swear, Paul. And she's real young as well. Yeah, she's really, she's great performance from her. To yeah. Be fair. You know, very, very young. Great child performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid, the boy. Amazing performance. He basically car- he's basically the main character. Yeah. Carries the film. Yeah, so he uh, he hides the $10,000 in uh, inside the doll of his daughter. And then he gets arrested and he's 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 hanged. He's hanged. He's convicted of murder because he got $10,000 from robbing a bank and killing two people in the process. So he's hanged and all that stuff. And uh, but before he's hanged, he mentions uh, in his sleep he mentions something about where, like a clue about where he would have hidden it. Or they know they just they never found the ten thousand dollars, and that's the whole thing with the case. That's the thing, you know. But he says something about a child knowing where it is in his yeah. sleep, and his bunkmate, who was a guy called Powell, yeah, Harry Powell, which is it's actually based on a true story. Yeah, well, based on a real dude. He didn't do anything like this, but it's a real dude. Yeah, yeah. But well, he did the the stuff later in the film. Kill people to uh, to sort of embezzle Based money. Based on Harry Powers, that's his name. Harry pa- Powers. Yeah. Powers used Lonely Hearts ads to lure his victims in, and he killed like two families or something. Yeah, some Dutch fella back in the day, but uh, yeah, this guy Harry Powell or Harry Powers, he gets released at some point. Yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, I'm I'm gonna find this money because he's like he's like a charlatan kind of preacher, and, and so he's he, also a murderer. Yeah, he's also a bad guy who like does this for a living, sort of like preying on widows and like swindling them and murdering them and stuff like that so he goes to find uh ben harper's wife and he like befriends her and uh he basically becomes the kid's dads and stuff and the whole thing where it's like it's like a fairy tale basically from that point on it's like it's like a mother goose kind of story it's like uh but it's like the the big bad wolf and stuff like that and like fucking hansel and gretel and stuff like that yeah it's mad uh very whimsical kind of film. It's got this weird, like, weird innocence vibe. to it, but it's also really sinister because Powell is really fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. He harrow as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, he announces himself. He's, like, a, he's an amazing, like, villain. Like, he's a scary... He's a scary... Like, the film yeah. isn't actually that scary, but he's a really scary villain. Mm. And whenever he uh, he appears in the scene, he announces himself with a... He sings uh, uh, everlasting... Um, or ever- Lean on me or yeah, something. Yeah, leaning in everlasting arms. Like, it's like a... A hymn, and uh, but he sings it really well. And it's like it's really haunting mm. the way he does it, you know. Massively uh, influenced by German expressionism, apparently. Yeah, 
You can see it as well. Yeah, a lot of like uh, silhouettes and whatnot. Yeah, mad silhouettes and like the the sets are like really kind of like exaggerated and like caricatures. Mm. Like the when he marries the the widow, their uh, their bedroom is like kind of like a chapel. Yeah, and the uh, when the kids find refuge with the the old lady and la- later in the film, um, it's a cottage. Yeah, they, yeah, their bed their bedroom is like a it's it's some other kind of thing. It's like a fucking teepee or something, you know. And there's this really cool scene where they have a uh, when when they're hiding when the kids escape after he's murdered the widow and they're hiding in a barn after having floated downstream and uh the shot shows them hiding in the barn but at the same time shows harry powers yeah. like riding riding along like in a silhouette on like the landscape yeah. and it's, it's a real it's a really nice scene but it literally looks like a like a fucking picture like a f- book yeah like a picture book yeah the way they actually shot like that's all practical effects as well the man, effects are amazing. amazing it's amazing amazing oh, man, effects. it looks so fucking good yeah yeah the use of tone and like texture in the black and white as well yeah is fucking amazing yeah it's all practical as well like mm. it wasn't they didn't shoot that separately like they actually shot that with uh a little person and a pony in the background that's insane you know like <laughs> like what <laughs> it's just ridiculous they didn't need to do that but it just looks so cool mm. um, and it's haunting yeah yeah it's it's quite disturbing because he's still si- he's singing that song the entire time and it's it is like the fairy tale shit of it like actually talking about this film is actually making me kind of appreciate it more yeah because like, i'm thinking like it does look amazing and like the fairy tale aspect of it i forgot that like it starts with like the old woman that like we find later on in the film or whatever but like it's she's telling this story essentially because the story is basically a fairy tale because the fairy tales that they tell in the film are really fucked up so it's yeah. almost like this is just one of those stories where it's like the big bad wolf but it's like they're telling it's like, I don't know it's like this weird yeah cause fucked the, up uh, fairy tale fantasy thing yeah because like he's basically a storyteller that's what he is you know he's a charlatan priest and he's like abusing the word of God like it's like it's very it's fairy tale but it's also like sort of equating the Bible with that kind yeah. of thing like the Bible is like a, a fairy tale kind of myth and uh, like they're always using uh, or referencing biblical stories and biblical tales. Like his uh, his whole shtick is like when he shows up into Love to and sort hate. of yeah to ingratiate the people the, the locals to him. He tells a story about uh he has like love and hate tattooed on on the uh, his fingies. He, yeah on his right hand he has love and on his left hand he has hate. And he tells a story about how uh, Cain struck down Abel and he has like a whole like fucking poem to go with yeah. it. That's really a cool poem, you know. Um, the duality of man. Yeah, the duality of man. Yeah. Good versus evil. Like yeah. that, that that side of it is like so simplistic. Like the good versus evil in the in it. Because like there's all this shit. Like people are like, oh, it's just a great tale of good versus evil. But it's just mm. like but that's only because it's a fucking fairy tale. Like that's that's just where it comes from. Yeah, because it's like Like it's not subtle. <laughs> oh no, yeah. It's it's bas- it's about children at the end of the day. And like it becomes really obvious because that because for a while you're thinking it's just like, you know, a noir kind of thing mm. but then at the end uh when there's like a, sh- a basically like a siege situation where he's the preacher has harry power has hunted them down and they're staying in the the old lady's gaff with other kids other kind of like fucking cast off kids and he's hunted them down and there's a scene where the old lady is uh sitting on her porch that's so weird that's, that's, a, that's a really cool scene he, and he's sitting outside staring at her like sitting on like a, a stump, stump of a tree. Yeah, and they're just singing together. Yeah, yeah. They're si- singing, uh, leaning in the everlasting arms together. But that's such like, a weird scene though as well. Yeah, because she's lit in dark and he's lit in light. It's really surreal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, everyone everyone in the film speaks in like 
like they're in the, uh, in the Bible. Mm. They speak like they're like like a, a fairy tale character. Well, like they also have like a kind of twang to their voice still. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They sound like Southern American stuff. But yeah, there's like it comes really apparent in that in that siege scene where uh, they have the showdown and she shoots him. But it doesn't show him getting shot. No. And he just sort of like he scurries away like like a like an animal. It's like he scurries away like a little rodent. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's like he's uh, taken on some kind of weird form. And when she shoots him, he's it's it's exposed him as a as what he is like a, a little coward. Oh uh, yeah, a little weak kind of kind of rodent kind of character. And um, it's all about the strength of the children and how you know the world is, is a terrible place for little things mm. and how children. One of the key lines in the film. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how children are like you know versatile and durable and like they'll, they'll adapt to anything like no matter how bad the situation is you know mm. so but which isn't really like what you'd expect the film to do even like an hour in you know yeah you, you don't see it going that way which is it's interesting but it's also a bit weird like yeah i i don't know it just didn't it just didn't vibe with it i think it could have gone in the cooler direction but it's i think it knew what it was trying to do yeah and, and it does achieve it as well like it's it achieves coo- it very well it's yeah. an amazing like expressionistic gothic like southern gothic fairy tale set in depression era america mm. and it like that is like exactly what it is it's all those things combined and it's a really great depression era story as well i guess yeah yeah because like man the people are fucked in this film they're so fucked up and mm. like all those kids are there because their parents just can't take care of them because it's a depression era america yeah all they're these all, orphans they're all just lost lost children you know and uh, yeah, the landscape itself is mad weird. Like there's, because obviously it's like surreal, you know. It's the river, which is like Tom Sawyer going down the river and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Or Huckleberry Finn actually. Yeah, and as they're going down the river, like the sets are like, they look like paintings, but like mm. obviously it's on purpose. Uh, they could have built a set, but they, they painted it instead because it adds to the picture book kind of quality of it. And they have, uh, there's like white picket fences in the landscape that just, that don't circle anything. They're just, they're just there as like mm. sort of icons of, of, you know, of America at the time. And, uh, there's a scene set in like a town when the girls like meet up with the boys. Yeah, and, like, yeah, the, the yeah. Neon, like half the neon signs and that thing like don't. They're but just they're just stacked like, on top of each other. And it looks like New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's all it's like mad impressionistic and mad like uh, like surreal, mm. like very out there, very. Uh, Another down the river story as well. Yeah, yeah. But I guess in Moses this, now, yeah. I guess in this case as well though. It's, well, yeah, Moses, but it's also like um, Wizard of Oz. It's also like a kind of fairy tale. There's all these like parallels you can make. Throughout mm. the entire film, but like the Coen brothers and all fucking love this film. Do they? Man, like all the big critics and filmmakers love this film, and it is good. It's great, to be fair. It is great. It is great. But you, you know, know, but you know, <laughs> like, it's great. Like, it's just like, uh, it's not a. Um, it's some probably a show. Like you know, you show a kid or something. Like a kid could watch this, but it's also mad fucked up. It's really scary. Well, yeah, the, p- the point where like, well, in certain parts. Like uh, like when, when like she's un- when she's under the water and when they find her body oh and stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, that's so that's fu- that's really fucked up. That's really fucked up. Yeah, like but how like do they do that? The practical effects are amazing. Uh, but like even the fucking like the, the the preacher, like he is so scary and he like he does some really fucked up things. Like mm. the um, he actually kind of looks like the actual Harry Paris as yeah, well. He does, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, he really does. Yeah, there's just this like weird tone throughout the film though. It's just this a really uncomfortable, kind of whimsical, but like this tension throughout the entire yeah. thing yeah it's in a weird place like it is it's like it is a bit intense but at and t- like it's it, about it, child and like it's, it's about, about kids it's about kids being murdered as well like that's a yeah he's trying to murder it's, them it's really fucked up <laughs> yeah but he doesn't get the kids at the end of the day 
you know and that the whole the whole last the whole third act is just like he could show that to a kid and it would be fine mm. you know it's just the, the first part where he, where he murders the the woman you know or the the widow yeah um but yeah it's it is it's it's a, it's one of those it doesn't fit in any particular box it's good though you know cuz they say it's a horror film it's not it's not a horror film no it's not you know yeah not as not a horror film like a Sleepaway Camp. Spoiler alert for Sleepaway Camp, but right, um, <laughs> spoiler is random slasher film of the eighties. Yeah, but like Sleepaway Camp. Now that is a horror film. That's a slasher film if I ever seen one. It's a, yeah, it's a very good slasher movie. It's very good, very good, very subversive. Up until the last shot. Um, oh, we'll get well, on to that. It's a you know even the last shot's quite like you know, it's not a. It's not something you'd see anyway from, <laughs> no. from typical slasher fare. I, I I was really impressed with Sleepaway Camp. I really liked Same. it. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like I was way better than I had any right to be. You know, the kills are class. All the kills are great. Yeah. But they don't even pretend really that they that you're not supposed to know who the killer is. Yeah. Like, it's really obvious but right like, away. It is really obvious straight away, but the Oh god. Like let's let's, right. let's get into this. So like <laughs> Sleepaway Camp, classic uh horror movie like one of the great slashers of all time but you know you hear two things about this film yeah one there's an amazing twist that you never see coming two the ending is super transphobic and it's super obvious then now when you're watching it's like oh well the girl is the killer but it turns out that she's trans and that's gonna be the whole thing and you know it's like like it is really like it is like a fucking twist you don't see like coming at all if not the first yeah. time because it's so fucking stupid. But like, not that it's stupid. It's just so unbelievably transphobic, and that part of the film, not a fan of. Don't don't like that at all. That was really weird. But like everything up until that point, like knowing that twist now, you can view the film as a very different thing. And in the case of this, you're like. Oh right, this is a trans girl, and she's like taking out people that like completely deserve this, and it makes you kind of root for her more. I think that like they didn't even t- they didn't intend for that because I think it was meant to be this like it's meant to be a kind of harmful thing, like like a a mean thing, if you know what I mean. Uh, no, I, th- I think I think they all deserve it, you know. But I'm talking about the reveal that she's trans. The reveal, yeah. The re- I think the reveal is supposed to be like, oh my god, yeah. Like this changes everything, you know. As in, like sort of, not even really in a bad way, more like a sort of like. You know, like disgusted way or something yeah, like no, that. No, it's like a disgusted way. Rita's like, oh, maybe wait, did they deserve it? Because this trans girl yeah. killed them. Like, you know, I feel like that's so. Or like, or it's more like uh, it's more it's, like, oh, it, here's the last shock of the film. It's more like, oh, they, oh, they're killed by a monster or something like that. You know, that's it. Yeah, they're killed by a monster. Yeah. That is one hundred percent it. You know, because even like, because like when they do reveal it, it is like it's like really like weird because it's the so mu- scary to it is fair. it is scary because like the it's music terrifying. and like the face that she's pulling and like it zooms out on this like i don't know what it is i don't know if it's a fellow wearing a mask or it's, if it's just like a guy a, it's like a, it's like a, a buff guy um wearing the head of a of wh- a 12 year old child <laughs> yeah where and he, but like the face is the girl angela that you've been following the entire time uh but her the body is just like of a like a man or whatever yeah. and uh it's just her proportions are all off. And yeah, the face looks. Really and it's just her, scary. like her face frozen in a scream, and it's just going. It's and like, it just Arr. zooms out, and it's absolutely terrifying. It is. It's and the music the most, is really intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, it is quite problematic. You yeah, know? like it's so, like it's so <laughs> fucking transphobic. Because like, 
because like the body proportions are all off. And it's like, wow, this is. Well, like, like she, she looks, she looks compl- like completely normal girl. Like, like she's yeah, because it's a cis girl playing her the entire time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think in and of itself, but like, it, like that's that's not the bigger problem. That's not the bigger transfer. That's not the most transphobic thing in this film. <laughs> and like that shit is just so bad. But like up until that point, it's a completely different film. And it's really good. It's amazing. It's very, very good. Well, it, yeah, it is. It actually is. But it's, it's like, it's, it's it's all these weird things in it. Like, for the first 15 minutes, I had absolutely no idea yeah. what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yes, I had no idea what, because it opens with a, a little girl, a little boy, and their dad. And they're just like sort of swimming in, a, in like a lake. And it's cutting between them and this group of friends who have like a speedboat. And they're like, oh, no, what's going to happen here? What is going on? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and like... The people driving the speedboat are like the most irresponsible drivers you'll ever see. They're like mm-hmm. looking the wrong direction and stuff like that. And they turn around. They're like, oh, my God, we're heading for these children. And they don't really do anything to, yeah. t- to turn or anything. And so everyone dies. Or you assume everyone dies. And um, then it cuts to uh, the boy, whatever the fuck his name is, Billy. Billy and Angela, uh, who are main characters, basically. I think and it is Billy. Is it? It probably is, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and they're coming downstairs and they're off the camp and they're talking to their mom. And her their mom talks like the the witch in Trolls 2. Holy shit, it's so she weird. Mom, she's like <laughs> so out of place. She's like she's acting like at the end you sort of get the the idea that like she's extremely disturbed in herself. But like when you first meet her, like this is this is the start of the film. You don't know anything about the characters. And she's act she's talking like this. She's, she's super overacting. She's act- overacting for no particular reason. And you're like, what the fuck is this about? And they go off the camp. And the rest of it, the rest the rest of the film is just like kind of uh straightforward, pretty mm. conventional, but like really good slasher. But it's it's just it's full of those weird moments like that where you're just like like what's what's going on, yeah. you know? Um yeah. It is really but good. And the kills really are like amazing. It. The kills are class. They get straight into it as well. Yeah, straight into a pedo fucking axed. Yeah, it gets the, boiled. Which is like, right, so like, problem with fucking Halloween 2007 film is like, you, you sympathize with like Jason, or fucking Jason, Michael Myers killing people. In this one, you sympathize with Ange- er, Angelica, Angela, <laughs> the entire fucking time. Uh-huh. Yeah, Because the people yeah. that she kills, like, are, are like evil. pieces of shit. Like, she kills a pedo to start off with. And then she kills, like, this obnoxious fucking little rapey little dude. And then she kills all these other people, whatever. But, like, you enjoy, like each, every one of them deserves it. And, like, that's where, like, the major transphobia comes from. Because, like, you, like, 100% support her. But then the ending is meant to imply that, oh, actually, she's a monster. And, like, mm. you're not meant to support it. It's like, oh, we subverted you because whatever. We subverted the subversion, you know? But, like, um, you could you could easily change that ending yeah and the whole film would be like a fucking cult masterpiece yeah. and people would be like this is amazing because like the film's structure is basically this like this social oddity this like outcast who is strange for like she doesn't do anything so she doesn't yeah, deserve she doesn't, any of the hate she doesn't do anything getting. but like she's like non-conforming yeah and there's something that doesn't that's basically the other people at the camp are like she's not the same as she's us. an outsider yeah she's she's the other and it's basically her getting bullied for for being the other, and then the people doing the bullying getting uh, punished for it. It's like it's just like a cycle of that, yeah. which is, you know, if you change the ending, suddenly you have like a really kind of you know uplifting yeah. kind of film, maybe or or like, you know, subversive or transgressive or whatever in a more positive way. But like it just goes for like the the mad shock factor, yeah, which is scary, really scary. But like it's also it doesn't age very yeah, well. No. 
does not age. Age is like milk. But like it is a sc- uh, like, oh yeah, no, it is scary though. It's, it's the ending is so scary. It's terrifying. Uh, but like everything until that point as well is like there's like this weird edge to it as well though because like because like when you're watching it's like oh it's just like kills or whatever but like the kills are so fucked up and are so graphic that like it makes like as soon as the first dude or like as soon as like the fucking kids get decapitated at the start of the film. You're just like, oh, this film's got, like, fucked up shit in it. And then the fucking, the pedo boils. Yeah, and, like, yeah. oh, God, this is, like, like these people are going to get fucked up. And they do get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get they get goosed, you know. That's great to see. It's great mm-hmm. that they all deserve it. That's the best part. It's, like, really cathartic. And it's not, like, it's a, it's a, like, it's even cool in the way it, like, kind of reverses, like, the classic slasher formula. Where, yeah, even in, like, Halloween, you have the pure virgin survives. And everyone who dies is deserves to die because mm. they're like sinners because yeah. they smoke weed or like have sex yeah. and stuff like that whereas in this it's like they deserve to die because they're terrible people yeah and like they're pedophiles or like they're they're bullies or like stuff like that you know um so like it's way more it's kind of positive in that way but it's like, or you're a child you also deserve to die if you're a child i guess well yeah at the start <laughs> but you know that's no 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 as in like when she butchers all the little kids Oh well, they deserved it at the same time. <laughs> you know, they're all they're all they they're all mean. You know, they were laughing. Yeah, because yeah, she's just picked on for no reason, and she's so sympathetic. It's just like, no, this is just a nice girl. Yeah, <laughs> she just doesn't talk. Yeah, you know? she's just quiet. Yeah, and yeah, all these people like bully her. Yeah, she's bullied by a girl who looks about forty years old. <laughs> yeah, I, know, yeah. I actually I had that written. <laughs> uh, yeah. She looks about forty. She looks so old. Because we show up at the camp, and uh, your man Billy's like. Uh, his mate comes up. He looks about 12. Like, they look 12. Billy looks about 12. Billy's actually 18 when the film, <laughs> the film is... hilarious. It's so bizarre. And Angela's actually like 13 or 14. But uh, Billy's mate comes up and he's like, ah, oh, Billy, you should see the jugs on uh, what a fucking the mean girl or whatever. He's like, oh, Nikki. really? <laughs> yeah, Nikki or whatever. And uh, then they show her and she looks about 40 years old and it's just like... Yeah, just apparently this went woman. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> she really aged over the... Puberty really hit her hard over the summer. And apparently she was going steady with this guy Billy like up until like a few months ago. It's like so bizarre. It's so like the age weird. range is just so so bizarre. And then the the fucking owner of the place is super old. Yeah, he's like sixty, sixty or seventy. And then he's having like something with one of the fucking yeah. counselors. Yeah, or something. he's trying to ride one of the counselors, and she gets butchered. And he's like, he gets mad like blue balls, and he just goes on a rampage and yeah, goes at, goes after Billy. Like that's when he starts caring that people are dying. Yeah. Like, I didn't get me whole. <laughs> yeah, like four or five kids have have been killed in a clear like serial killer kind of situation, and he doesn't give a rat's. And then he's trying to get his hole off your one Meg, and uh, <laughs> she gets killed, and he's like, "What? This is disgraceful. This yeah. how can this like, go on? This is an attack on me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he gets he gets fucked up. Oh man, his kill is very satisfying. Yeah, well. yeah. He fucked up Billy though. Yeah, yeah. Thank God, Billy survived. Yeah. Billy, Billy was a good kid. Mm. Angela kid. as well. She fucking got her, got her revenge on those apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, Even yeah. the nice guy, he was a little fucking sleaze ball. The nice guy, he didn't deserve. Oh it, man, like. he was a sleazy. He deserved. He deserved it in the way the guy from Midsummer deserved it, which is not really, you know. They deserve you know, it. They yeah, all, yeah. I don't, you do. That's the exact, it's the exact same, same, thing, same yeah. thing. It's like he was just, he's just kind of mean in one scene, and then oh, suddenly man, he deserves to die. Creepy. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But like that's the eighties, you know. That's just the eighties. It's just the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. great, good film. But like, yeah, yeah. bad ending. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, this is the thing. Remake it. Remake, Remake it. That. Yeah. Remake Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Like, there is a fucking like perfect ten out of ten masterpiece in this film. Yeah, you could you could remake this and people would love it. You could make it even longer because it's pretty short. It's in like eighty minutes. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they expected it to be 
make it an hour and 40. To be such a cult classic. Fucking beef it up a bit. Yeah, beef it up, you know, get it going. Get it the budget. Get it but budget. But don't, don't make it dark. Oh, don't make it like don't darkly make it, lit. Yeah, don't make it like a fucking, like this takes place at night all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, over, you know, over space of like a night or whatever. Like have it like, be. Don't have it like a, like a two thousands remake. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Do a uh, get Ari Aster on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just your show. Sleepaway <laughs> camp. You know, like how how would you fix the ending? This probably cut this, but like how would how would you change the ending? Don't have it like a scary thing, or just don't have the big reveal. Like make it like obvious with the entire film, and then like have um, have her escape. Not have her escape, but have it like. Yeah, I don't know how you do this. Because she, she's the killer. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. Mm. Have her more of a sympathetic character. Oh, she's mad sympathetic. But, like, have her even more so. So, like, at the end, you're just like... Or make the villains even more fucked up. Uh, I think I think she's perfectly sympathetic. And the characters are, like, already kind of cartoonishly mm. evil. Like, I don't know how you'd fix the ending. But, like, there's definitely some way... If you sit, if you sit around and stuck your yeah. head to it, you could definitely find a way to Don't have it as, like, this big scary shock moment. Well, you need a shock. Well, yeah, you can, but don't make that be the shock. Or maybe make have something a, else. You be know, the shock. maybe have a moment where like they turn on her and like the camp counselor, whatever, like fucking loses it, and then he becomes like a serial killer, and he's like he gets or whatever, and that's when you have the reveal. But have it as this like it's a trans character getting revealed, but it's not done in like the way that it's done in this movie. Yeah, and yeah. then he's the villain, and then Billy comes in and he saves her, or like Billy comes yeah. in, tries to fight, tries to fight him off or whatever. And then Angela actually ends up killing him. And then that's the yeah. end of the film. And then it's all blamed on him. Yeah, and then she gets away. And then she gets away. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, but like only only Billy and Angela have seen yeah. who, who killed that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and you and but everyone's like, yeah, it must have been him because he attacked Billy. Yeah, and he attacked, and he's attacking Angela. Yeah. There you go. Here, who, who owns the rights to this film? Yes. <laughs> we will write this for you. <laughs> like, and make him even more of a piece of shit. Because he's already a piece of shit, but make him even more so. Yeah, because he's kind of sympathetic at the start. Because he's like, he's like suspicious of the yeah. Peter character and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, it's, there you go. Yeah, yeah it's you quite, go. like, you know, it's a great film though. It's a great film. And therefore, it's a film about, you know, the like disenfranchised, the oppressed, whatever. Mm. You know, taking revenge on the people that are like, you know, abusing them. Yeah, the Something pedos. Like, yeah, the pedos <laughs> and the people that sexualize you and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you could do that, man. You could, like... Just, uh, let me... let me. I'm not actually writing the dialogue, but let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you... Because <laughs> there's so much, you know. There's definitely a way you could save that. There is. Yeah. Remake it. Remake, Remake it. it. We want to go for a break? Let's go for a break. We says... And now, on to the listener questions around. If you want to ask us a question, you can get to us at paro underscore pod on Twitter or on Instagram. Or you can email us at thepowerpod.gmail.com. So, today, we asked our faithful listeners a question. Oh, no, no. Yeah, we asked a question. Oh, wait. All right, we'll just, we'll just do, we'll do, we'll do the listener questions first. All right. All right, today, uh, Neil's asking, were you asked to join the ESL, the European Super League, is what he means? Um, we unfortunately were no. Well, we were. Well, we were in a, way, we were in a roundabout way. We're about the people. <laughs> we're all about the people. This is a people's podcast, the People's Power Podcast, the PPP, the PPP, exactly. The PPS, yeah. The P boys, <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah, we said no because uh, we're not for that. And uh, obviously, we turned out to be correct, you know. Um, yeah, the ESL. What are, What are your thoughts? Well, as a, a major fan of football, as you all know, <laughs> yeah. uh, really, really into my sports, football. my sport games, my uh, my soccer balls, all about that shit, you know. 
game of footsies. Mm, spherical objects. Moving about, being mm. kicked and whatnot. All about that shit. You know me. Um, <laughs> but I knew a lot about this. <laughs> like oh, a, yeah. This is fucking everywhere. It's impossible to get away from. Um, yeah, this mobilized. I wonder if this is still all going. of Europe. Mobile, yeah, Europe has never been so united. <laughs> yeah, since you know World War Two. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were divided. Yeah, we, whatever. We Europeans. <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting. It like really magically, like not magically, like really spectacularly fell apart really, really quickly. Mm. Um, but like as a complete fucking outsider, when this started, I had absolutely no idea what these people were fucking, or what all these football fans. Were uh, were like sharing and shit. I thought it was just people just raging at the at the wealth in the clubs, mm. like just in general. And I was just like, oh yeah, cool. So they're asking for like, these clubs to be like you know torn apart or whatever. That would like, make you know, more sense. That make way more sense. Then I found out it's about this league, and I read about the league like rules or whatever. It's like this is this makes no sense. This makes no sense. Yeah. And then I can just see how much money that they're making. I was like, oh yeah, this makes more sense. Why like this is the reason why people are sharing this. <laughs> yeah, because it's basically just. Turning European football into a uh, an American kind of system, mm. NFL, NHL, NBA kind of thing, yeah. where you only have certain franchises who can move from city to city, uh, but like it's like a monopoly basically. So, uh, well, UEFA basically does have a monopoly as it stands, mm. which is what, uh, which is why, which is their whole grounding for for starting the Super League, because uh, the EU courts almost certainly would have would have ruled in favor of them. Because mm. it would have been like, oh, this is the free market. You can do whatever you want, you know. If you have loads of money, go ahead and do it, you know. Do what you want with it. Which was, like, why they were so bold about it. But, like, what what was so exceptional, I think, was, like, how how fucking brazen they were when they did it. <laughs> like, like Ed Woodward, the Man United chief executive, who uh, resigned the other day, uh, sort of in the wake of this, when it when it all fell apart. Um, like he was on the phone to the president of the UEFA on the Thursday. And then, I think it was on the Saturday or something, or the, or the Sunday... Uh, like they all just suddenly broke off from every organization in Europe <laughs> and started their own thing. Yeah. Like the, no, no warning whatsoever. No one really knew it was going to happen until until it leaked in the morning of the of the day they released the uh, the press release and stuff like that. So it was like a real kind of like coup. It was mm. like a real like sort of break with everything. It was really sudden. And uh, like I thought, like if they had the balls to do that, that they they must have had some kind of like set plan like there's no way to stop this because mm. it's about people that are like like all these clubs are owned by all 15 clubs are owned by billionaires yeah. who are like some of them are like heads of states yeah and like they're massively powerful people so i assume they had some sort of plan mm. but clearly they didn't they had no <laughs> plan whatsoever because it fell apart <laughs> within 48 hours yeah. it just goes to show like like even the people at the top are just idiots <laughs> like we're just run by these absolute monkeys these buffoons <laughs> who have no idea what they're doing mm. like yanks and fucking you know, it's not just the Americans' fault. It's like, like Barcelona and and uh, Real are run by run by Europeans, and then you have like City and Chelsea, Russia, Arabs. Yeah, they're all in. It. It's just rich people in general just trying to ruin ruin the sport. They've already ruined the sport, but they're yeah, trying they're, to make. They're like, trying was, to be too too open about it. They're too like, vulgar. Yeah, they're about too it. vulgar. Because yeah. I was like, oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can understand people getting pissed at like all these majorly rich clubs. Like this is a, this is a joke. Yeah, it's the same teams all the time. Then I found out it was this. I was like, oh, so this this really blatant example is why people are gonna get pissed off. Yeah, they're just they're just too blatant about <laughs> yeah. it. That that was their big problem. Like, they still kind of won in the end because the reason they announced it on that day was because the day afterwards was UEFA were announcing a new. A new format for the Champions League and the format, the, like the new official format for the Champions League, is basically 
what all those clubs already asked for. Mm. But it's just it still maintains like all the like the illusion of meritocracy, like all the like small clubs can still kind of get into it if they you know pump loads of money into yeah. it, or like they have a freak season where they they finish top of the league. Like what are the new rules then? Where it's like um, the uh, TV money is like funneled upwards, so like mm. they get a bigger share of the pie, and uh, the teams are expanded, and you have like. I think it's two or three places are allocated to teams that didn't finish uh, in the appropriate places. So say like Liverpool or like Arsenal finish like 10th and they don't qualify for the Champions League. Mm. From 2023 or 2024, uh, they'll still be given a place <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, they're one of the super clubs. Yeah. But like that's the that's the UEFA line. Like that's what yeah. the good guys have put forward. And the ESL where, pe- where these clubs gone, that's not enough. Yeah. So like people are like, you know, that's way too far. But at the same time, we still all lost. Yeah. Like, football is still fucked. You know? I think Neil's just salty because everyone weren't inv- invited, to be honest. <laughs> everyone weren't even thought of. You know? ESL, European Super League. Who, the f- <coughs> who were Everton? I was joking with Brad. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fucking guys. You know? Everton. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. Because even, like... Because straight away, on the day, it was wall-to-wall coverage on Sky, BBC. But, like, Sky have, like... You ever watch Sky Sports News? They have a 24-hour news channel mm. that's just dedicated to football. Yeah. Basically. They, they do cricket and stuff like that. But no one cares about that stuff. And it's all about football. It's all about the Premier League and top of, oh, it's the greatest league mm. in the world. It's like, this is, you know, we invented football, England, this is our sport. Like, yeah. you know, it's all part of our national identity. But, like, the Premier League itself was the result of a breakaway league. Yeah. Like, they started out Division 1 in, uh, uh, what, like, in 1991 or 1992. Uh, Liverpool, Man United... Uh, Chelsea, uh, Everton, I think Spurs, and Arsenal, I think. Mm. So Everton used to be in it, yeah. but they're not anymore. <laughs> but they, they all, they all, they're all like, we're going to break away and form our own league because we're the big clubs and we make all the money. Mm. And we want to make more money. And uh, like, er, like the the UK government were like, yeah, that's grand, but you have to take all the fucking dud clubs mm. with you, otherwise we're not going to allow it. And that's what the Premier League is. It's just it's a it's a league made to make money for mm. a certain you know. A certain level of clubs, so you know it's a, it's a big hypocrisy at the end of the day, mm. and that's how Sky got their their big break. Like that's why they're so big these days because they it, from from day one they had a like exclusive rights to the Premier League, and that was like their flagship program. Mm. And then they're like railing against the ESL, but if the ESL offered them broadcast rights, they take it. They would have taken it, and it would have been there would have been no outrage, mm. you know, because you know it all started with Gary Neville's big speech on Sky. Yeah. On MNF, which I think you saw. Yeah, I saw that clip, yeah. yeah. Even I saw it. <laughs> yeah, everyone saw it. And he sort of rallied the movement. And from then on, people like people got big big about it, you know? It's like, But if, if Sky had been offered a piece of the pie, he wouldn't have said that stuff. Mm, he wouldn't have been allowed to. Yeah, the media. Manufacturing consent yep. in football. In of football. all places. Of all places, the secret pitch. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. anyway. but anyway, yeah, we weren't asked. Yeah, unfortunately. We're taking it though. 100%. Yeah, yeah, just this anchor money just just yeah. not coming in. Not coming in. <laughs> keep getting copyright claims, uh, shocking. Yeah. Yeah, keep getting hacked. It's like, oh, fucking. Yeah. But our question to the listener this week was all about the method of acting, method acting, and it was thoughts on method acting. Is it good? Is it bad? What's 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 your thoughts and opinions on it? And uh, first one came in from Adam. Adam said. When done right, Daniel Day-Lewis is phenomenal. Jared Leto is shit. Yep. Right. I have to agree with that. It's a it's a good method. It's a, it's a, I don't know. It's the like, method is great. The method, I'm all, 
Oh, all about the method. I put all my money in the method. I have to support it. Um, yeah, like that's where I agree. Like some actors like Daniel Day Lewis, um, whoever fucking Phoenix, all these method actors. Like when they're good, they're good. They're very good. Matthew McConaughey, Heath Ledger. But that's like the darkest side of it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, when you kill yourself. And or like your Jim Carrey's, or like I haven't seen that uh, Jim Carrey documentary about him as um. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. God, I couldn't think of the... I literally could not think of that man's name. Uh, Andy Kaufman, yeah. Like, Man on the Moon. But then there's Jim Jim and Andy, which is the documentary about Jim playing Andy Kaufman. Mm. And, like, one of the complaints about Jim Carrey being Andy Kaufman in the documentary is that, like, he took it way too far and he never knew when to stop. Like, Andy Kaufman would know when to stop and he'd, like, he'd stop because he was, like, you know, upsetting the person whatever. But Jim Carrey didn't do that. And, like, Jim Carrey... um. At one point in the documentary, apparently this bit where like he used to talk about Jim as like a third person, like, he'd be like like Charlie or really coughing or whatever, like oh yeah, Jim's really upset that no one's gonna like him, and he says shit like that. That's like just like that's uh, that's someone that's screaming for help and no one's there. Like that's your little oh, yeah. bomber right there. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's mentally ill, isn't yeah. he? So you know that sort of goes to show. But at the same time, you know, if you're a fucking bus driver, you don't become the bus. You know, just do your job. <laughs> Just like it's just pretend. Yeah. At the end of the day, an actor just pretends to. Because yeah, you're still pretending else. when you're method yeah. acting. Yeah, method. You don't acting. actually become the person. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and that's the one. It's like you know, like Daniel Day Lewis didn't become fucking Lincoln. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matthew McConaughey actually went to the fourth dimension, mm. studying for his role in Interstellar. But yeah, like that's that's the thing with a. Uh, that's the thing you have to know when to, you know. You know, you know, what's, where's what's, the line? Yeah, where's the line, the boundary between yourself and the, and the character? And, like, unless you're a fool, like you should know where that sort of is. Mm. Unless you have serious problems of your own, yeah. then you should know where that is. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if yourself is so, like, fucking transparent that you can be overtaken by a fictional character, are you, you need... Mima? Are you Mima? Yeah, you need help. You really need help. Jared Leto in... Uh, Suicide Squad. Ever hear the stories about that? Yeah, he's just an asshole, though. He used to like, he used to give people used condoms and stuff. But like, that's not even like Joker shit. That's just Jared Leto being a fucking asshole. But like, that's not even like if someone did that, like everyone would just be like, like, what's wrong with yeah, you? Like, that's not even like mean. That's just like, what the fuck is wrong with <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, what's r- like, yeah. But he's he's basically a cult leader anyway. He's yeah, fucked he's, in the head. He's fucked. Yeah, he's a wanker. But. uh yeah, no, you can do it wrong. Obviously, so many have. Yeah, obviously, Daniel Day Lewis has it down. Theater actors, man. Yeah, theater. Yeah, do you prefer a Shakespearean actor or do you prefer a theater actor? Like, yeah, uh, do you prefer your um, oh, Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins, or do you prefer your Daniel Day Lewis's? Um, your Daniel Day Lewis. Da- Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> probably. I prefer them. Yeah. Because like, I don't know, something about it. Maybe it's like. Anthony Hopkins, like, yeah, it's, it's like, is Shakespearean just more theatrical? Yeah, kind of, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like that stuff. It's really dramatic. Yeah. Like, it has its place, but... I don't know, but this method actor, I'm just like... Uh, maybe it's just the idea of, like, oh, method actor, because it's just seen as, like, this, like, elitist thing. Like, mm. it's a badge of honor to be a, a method actor, nearly. Yeah. I think it's just the whole thing with, like, the fetishization of actors, or, like, actors in general. Yeah. Like, what are actors? They just read the lines that are written mm. by someone else, and then they take direction from someone else. Yeah, like like, but they're supposed to be like 
the face of the film. He's like, oh, I really embrace the character underneath the, the script and the and the director's provision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I embrace his character that was made up and invented and cultivated by someone else under the supervision of an entirely different person who also has claim to the entire film. It's like, but like that's the thing, right? You remember earlier we like uh, when we were talking about if there was that moment where Malcolm McDowell did that shit or whatever, and they're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's that's trevor or whatever the fuck his name is yeah 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 travis but, yeah travis right but if the director was like that is not travis at all malcolm mcdowell wouldn't be travis yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah that's the thing you know the actors just overrated like, yeah they just are it's a fact you know the cult the cult of the individual something to do with it's that it's the cult of the of the, of acting though as well as yeah. you're saying yeah but no acting's cool like and acting's great when you're when you're not being a fucking pretentious dick yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're not involved in the method like if you're just like you know theater acting and stuff like that just uh, you know just doing your thing reading yeah. your lines getting into the character that's good don't become the <laughs> you don't yeah. really need to yeah, that's but like it's still impressive as well though and I still enjoy method acting like yeah, you know the yeah. people that do it yeah it is impressive definitely but at the same time like to be a method actor, you have to get to a certain level, like a certain a certain stage mm. in like the fucking pyramid. Because like if you show up as an extra on fucking you know Coronation Street and your method acting is fucking you know the you know Mister Barlow or whatever, you're like <laughs> people are like what the fuck is wrong? Like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing, man? Like you're just an extra, or like if you're a bit part, like it's it's like a luxury, I think. Yeah, you know. All right, Neil's saying best form of acting, only way to get really into the character or role. Uh, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like <coughs> is Neil experienced in that kind of thing? I don't know. He's always acting. He's, yeah. <laughs> you know, fair play to him. Always wearing a mask. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we all? You know, are we all method actors at the end of the day, playing a character? You know. Yeah, we more method acting right now, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is actually this all, is who we are. This has all just been the one person talking to each other. It's pretty good at impressions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <coughs> best form of acting, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Only way to get get into the character role, I disagree with that. Yeah, I have to, have to disagree with that. You know, there's different ways, different methods, different <laughs> ways to to go about it. You know, way around the roundabout. Yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's just no, <laughs> just, just, just yeah, disagree. That's just, that's just completely wrong. Like yeah, whatever, whatever, Neil. <laughs> 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 and then uh, Sarah says. Just learn your lines. And at the end of the day, gotta gotta agree with that. At the end of the day, Sarah always comes in with the fucking mm. fucking <laughs> tombstoning our questions. You know? Just learn your lines. <laughs> Rest Th- in peace. That was James Gandolfini's mm. method. Yeah. That's what he did. That yeah. was his that was his, his method of acting. Not his method acting, but how he did it. He used to like he started out as like an amateur. Like mm. he joined in on like a in a theater class with his mate and uh, he got into it. And his whole thing, his school of thought, was that you just learn the lines to a point where you can just repeat them like fucking yeah. in like a in a string. Like you don't, you just know them like off by heart, and then you can focus on like accentuating like yeah. your move, like focus on your body movements or your like your body language and like your face and stuff like that. So like he, maybe he wasn't even saying the lines, mm. but he just he just knew the lines like perfectly, and then yeah. he, he could act like in Around other ways. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a really intense way of learning how to act yeah out. I could never do that I, yeah. I, I couldn't learn lines off just learning lines off over and over entire scripts yeah imagine learning the entirety of The Sopranos off yeah by heart like you know fuck that but I wonder then like if you were like doing an interview with him or whatever could you say like oh can you can you can you do one of the lines or whatever would he still remember it 
I doubt yeah, it. Probably not. Like, I can't remember any of the poems I learned for juniors. Like, that's what I yeah, but like I'm just thinking now, like that's what we did for like history and shit. Like, just learned fucking learned off like entire facts or whatever, and just mm. like nearly learn out <clears throat> Christopher entire, Columbus. Yeah, yeah, all that fucking bollocks. Yeah, but yeah. Like, you do re- essays. Wouldn't remember it now. Like, no, it's completely gone now. Mm. Yeah, like just learn your fucking lines. Especially like it has to be such a huge toll anyway to learn the lines. You don't need to just become the character. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, you have to really appreciate actors. You know, maybe they're overpaid. Maybe they're over-glorified. But how did they learn off mm. all that stuff? I don't... I'd never understood it. I just don't get it. Yeah. You know? Like, especially stage actors. Because, like, fi- screen actors... There's no cut. Yeah, there's no cut. Like, you have to know every single line through stage the entire thing. Stage acting is way more impressive in my Yeah, yeah. Because, like, for screen, you can make shit up. Yeah. And you can just... It's all, like, compartmentalized. You can do it scene by scene. On On stage, it's like... Like, what's yeah you know, like if you if you lose your train of thought suddenly you're fucked yeah you know like if i ever got up on stage like and you have to learn the whole thing you study your fuck if you fuck up once like you start pan- i'd start panicking yeah. and i'd be like that's it but that's the mark of a good actor where like they fuck up but they just keep going yeah yeah uh, like uh i just thought about there like talking about jim carrey did you ever see the clip of him in a series of unfortunate events where, like, he actually forgot the line, but, like, he incorporated it into, the, like, he just ad-libbed, and it, like, really works with the character. Where, like, the guy, like, the kids or something says something to him, and he's, like, looming over them or whatever. And, like, he, like, looks at them blank for a second, and he walks away, and he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, uh, give, it, give it to me again, come on, come on, keep going. But, like, it works as the character being, like, mm. just really weird, but it's actually Jim Carrey, like, forgetting the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit works really well. But, like, that's the type of shit that, like, theatre does all the time. And Jim Carrey's a stand-up. Yeah, which is basically theatre, yeah. you know. Comedians. A decent comedian, Wait, anyway. Is he stand-up? Does Jim Carrey do stand-up? He's the SNL, yeah, anyway. Oh, yeah, he definitely does stand-up, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, back in the day, like, before Dumb and Dumber and all. Before he got big. Yeah, yeah. Before Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah, Ace Ventura. <laughs> My God. But, like, that's the, that's the thing, is, like, you just, you, you don't really need to just learn your lines, you know? It's cool, but it's like, not that hard, like that. Also, like <laughs> we talked about uh, long takes before, and we're talking about like yeah, um, Birdman. Like the best person at doing the lines in Birdman, and never forget the lines was uh, Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> the dude. You know, Zach, Zach Galifianakis. Thank you. And uh, but he's a stand-up as well. Like stand-up mm. comedians are good at doing that shit because mm. they're like you know naturally funny people and they're and they're able to like hold an impression, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and like, they have to learn off jokes. Yeah, but like they can also like bridge between jokes. Mm. Like they know how to do that stuff. You know, they can just converse. You know, without making it sound awkward. Yeah. You know the flow. The all flow. about the flow. Yeah, yeah, and like when they get fucking like uh, heckled and shit like that, and they're able to like yeah, go off the cuff yeah. and just like deal with the deal with the heckler or whatever mm. like that's a skill in, in and of itself yeah ever see like some of the improvisation you in like uh like a lot of those jim carrey films like it got really egregious or in set rogan films maybe mm. where it's just like it's clearly just mates who are yeah. like just bouncing off each other yeah there's like a massive difference between that and like like actually like comedians like properly sort of yeah like proper improving and like you know making each other laugh and like a really mm. making everyone laugh really yeah. Like like a like a Rogan film is just like some of it is just so it's like it's half in jokes or something like that, or it's just it's just it kind of really stilted. Weird vibe to yeah, that. yeah. Whereas like it's like a, like a a really good improv scene would be like it's just 
extremely funny because they're like coming up with their own shit on the spot. Yeah, and it's it's, it's for it's for the audience. It's not just for themselves. You yeah, know? I think a really good moment of that is in a. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. There's mm. a moment where like Charlie and Frank and Frank is fucking uh, Danny DeVito. Mm. Jesus, I couldn't fucking think of his name for a yeah. second. Danny DeVito and like Charlie's like Charlie. I can't think of his second name. Charlie whatever. Day, yeah. yeah, Charlie Day. Yeah, and there's a moment where like Charlie shows Frank something in the box, and like Frank goes to reach his hands, and then Charlie like snaps it shut, and like that was off the script, and like Frank went ah, and then like uh, Charlie goes like ah, ah, and he goes like Pretty Woman, and like Frank goes. Ah, and then they start laughing yeah. like it's actually the two of them like having a joke about yeah, something yeah. and like it works really well because it's just two comedic actors bouncing off each other making yeah, each other yeah. laugh uh-huh, yeah 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 it always funny is good for that you know but that that has like that very like specific vibe it's like it, your wit mates basically yeah. you know it's not it's not just a film it's like a, it's a whole and you, and setting you the actors are, are the creators so you can do what you want yeah that's the vibe that's the vibe are we are we vibing off Alright, that's it. The method. That's over. all, folks. God, I'm so, f- I'm so tired of this acting business. I'm so business. tired, man. I can go back to my normal accent. Oh yes, Mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, next week we're gonna be talking about Altered States by Ken Russell, written by Paddy Chevsky. Apparently, it's a good film. Find it somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's available somewhere. You look it up. Watch Altered States online free it's there it's somewhere it's somewhere we're gonna be talking about it there's loads of weird things in there based on true events <laughs> in a way i suppose <laughs> in a way yeah you know kind of like the devils yeah obliquely you know and um two great minds of the cinematic world coming Mind. together <laughs> yeah when combined worlds collide <laughs> <laughs> yeah so be there be there be square be there lad right all right bye bye, bye, bye. everyone